0: This week on Invasion of the Podcast, be excellent to each other. Again,
1: we harness the power of the spoiler stone and talk about Avengers Infinity War.
0: And we see if Steve can run the jewels and survive my finite gauntlet.
1: We bring you this special
0: radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon, the arrival of a spaceship just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. <laughs> Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of the world, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we try to take over the world one listener at a time. I'm Paul, and to my left, as always, Steve.
1: Hello again, everyone.
0: And we were gone uh, a week, uh, unexpected, um, so we apologize for that. It's been, you know, um, real life is is uh, rough sometimes. And uh, nothing, not like, you know, not, we're okay, everything's fine. It's just that, uh, unfortunately, both of our, hou- our households lost animals in like the past month almost, you know, almost simultaneously and it was just some sad times
1: yeah this time last week i was at a vet's office saying goodbye to one of our golden retrievers so it was a it was a rough week uh so i was gonna make a joke about uh, um not making it out of infinity war but uh, the truth <laughs> of the matter truthfully is is that uh um you yeah. know we had to say goodbye to jersey our golden retriever so it was a rough week so thanks for uh, giving us the time off, uh, or I I want that one listener to be like, that's not good enough. <laughs> like,
0: like what? You could have recorded and just I'd have been like Steve, sit here and be sad, and I'll make jokes. You
1: know. Steve ugly cries for forty five <laughs> minutes during this next episode. It's riveting. you like, it's not my
0: dog. It's the last Jedi. Like <laughs> that's yeah. I and, and and like I said a couple weeks ago, I'd, I'd lost we lost our dog too. So it's hopefully no more animal uh, departures. Yeah you know and uh, and we picked up an animal so we're good like so the you know we are now we're now back to two people and two animals in the house so and then the adventure continues right so anyway but yeah so also because of all that Steve had, had a chance to actually see Infinity War until recently
1: yeah i didn't get to see it until this past sunday so um, it would have been a
0: tough con- what you would have been sad and i would have been making jokes and i would have spoiled infinity war for you it would have been a horrible podcast <laughs> it
1: would have. or if you don't like me, it probably would have been enjoyable. (laughs) I don't know. I've been waiting. Uh, So,
0: so yeah, anyway, so like, and I'm sure everybody has had their conversations at work about infinity war around the water cooler or, or whatever, you know, I realized that Steve has not had a chance to have that same conversation. Yeah. So we're going to have that conversation. So that'll be later uh, before we get there. I'm going to fire off every spoiler warning I have. So that way if, if you guys have not seen this on the off chance, I do not want to ruin one ounce of it for you like it was ruined for me and I'll explain about that when we get there.
1: I will say that staying spoiler free wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be like well, as I didn't soon read as- Wikipedia by accident four <laughs> days before the movie came out as soon as like a meme or anything that hadn't war on it would like pop up in facebook or twitter or whatever i just immediately scroll right past it so yeah so that's good yeah uh, all
0: right so that's what we're gonna talk about here in a second so uh, in the meantime uh we'll just kind of get caught up on stuff uh not that steve and i didn't see each other because we did but you guys haven't <laughs> seen us so just want uh, update i finished the main campaign for god of war uh so i didn't i wouldn't say i completed the game because i feel like there's like 40 percent of that game i didn't get to but i finished the main <laughs> story and uh phenomenal like a great game all throughout uh I will say that I was expecting the other shoe to drop the entire time of they kept talking about all these other things that were kind of going on in the world. And I'm like, well, that's going to show up eventually. And it didn't, to its benefit. Like it like they they know they have two or three more games to go. And it's better just to kind of tell this this smaller story first between father and son before getting Kratos all wrapped back up again and being mad at every single deity that exists.
1: Did so. Thor show up in the game? Um okay, one second. <laughs>
0: this is a spoiler warning for God of War. Do you know why they are called spoilers? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, so here's the. I know since you're not going to play the game, because uh, I know you know you still have your just little your uh, Magnavox Odyssey still at yes. home hooked up, <laughs> and then you're thinking about getting a pong machine this year. No, I'm joking. Uh, so you go through the whole thing. The whole thing is for Kratos' and his son to del- deliver his wife's ashes to the highest point in the nine realms, right? So you finally do that. And you find out that she kind of, the, the, the mother, she kind of saw all this happening in advance and set up this journey for this to happen because um, you find out the true origin uh, of the son, Atreus, which, I mean, Atreus finds out he's a god, right? Because of, like, eventually Kratos has to tell him. But what you also find out is that he's actually half um, uh, Nord, like giant, like frost giant. And the name that the the mother wanted to call him originally was Loki, and Kratos went with Atreus. So you find out that actually this kid is going to become Loki, and for for you don't know what that means though, right? And so at the very very end of the game, which I didn't even know because you go through the credits and all this stuff, and the world opens up again. Um, someone on a forum somewhere said, "Go home, like just go home and stay the night and see what happens." There's no indication in the game that you should go back to your home, so you go back home you go to bed and all of a sudden the, the the sky just fills up full of lightning and then you show up outside and it's it's thor you just see him in profile with the hammer and that's where it stops so it's basically implying like shit's about to get real in this world you know so um and and you know, it's it's a good way to kind of get you excited for the next game so
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that I'd be like spoiling the end of the game by asking about Thor.
0: Well, I mean, that's like the whole time you're hinting at Odin, you're hinting at Thor and you don't see them, but you just kind of feel their actions through the entire world and how people kind of people are not happy with the gods. Like Thor is like a drunken just bully. Let's kind of you get this vibe this entire time. You know, asking to ride large animals at a pet store—that's not really that Thor. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's just—it's—it's it, it's interesting to see that you, this is the this is the the mythical world that you exist in, and there's all this story kind of explaining the setup. And Kratos never really ever wanted to be part of this world. He he hid here. He wanted to be immortal. He didn't want to be a god because he knows the the price of being a god. And so he never really wanted to learn about any of this. But you see its effect on everything. You know, so cool story and and again if i've ruined it for you people i apologize that's why i put the spoiler up there so i i'm sorry like you know play the game you know so like but then what what is this we're seven minutes in i'll make a note in the notes that you guys you know that was the spoiler and you could skip right over that part of it
1: well let's see are there other things that we can spoil (laughs) no i just
0: because speaking of spoilers and not to go too far off a drift on this speaking of infinity war uh, someone was posting a meme or something about it and someone's like, hey, too soon. And it's like, really? And it was like, there this whole argument of like, what's too soon? And this doesn't ruin the movie for you. And then in those comments, someone's like, yeah, that'd be like telling, um, you know, someone that uh, Kratos' son is Loki. I'm like, whoa where is that coming like that is right. a completely different franchise and you're making a spoiler about a completely different thing i'm glad i'd finished the game because i would have been just livid or so, if you
1: make that comparison you use like a really old spoiler like bruce Willis being dead or yeah you, you know, know uh you i know, don't know vader being luke's father you, you <laughs> something use something the, like the, that yeah not-
0: and but they were doing it to be a dick you know and so i don't want to i don't want to do that to people, so. I will remember this time right now, which is eight minutes in. So what? you guys, yeah. So you're going to be asking me another question about a spoiler at all? No, it no. I about. just
1: I find it so unusual because people are really usually pretty nice to each other on the internet. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a happy so, place. So
0: yeah, it is a happy place. So I finished God of War, and then I, I went and visited you at Free Comic Book Weekend. I wasn't there Friday night because I was drunk playing shuffleboard. Uh, at, at a at a birthday party with a friend Kevin of Strange Highways and nice. just playing shuffleboard and just yelling obnoxious things like that's how I get like, nothing nothing offensive or horrible just being loud. So that's, I always you know,
1: thought shuffleboard was something that like only retired people played. So is is, is like is it like a new thing? Is it like a hipster thing? Or I something? don't know. I you just know,
0: like, I've just never felt so white in my life. Like specifically going to a place just to play shuffleboard and you know i just i don't know i was just drinking beers and playing shuffleboard shuffleboard it's one of those games that like i'm sure that it's like a minute to learn a lifetime to master type of thing so you give me a long shuvy stick or whatever you call it and just it's like aim for the triangle i'm good for like until until i fall asleep i could play that forever so that's the perfect drinking game so fair enough i guess until you go pushing that
1: thing and it goes flying into another lane or whatever but you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Friday night, I was at uh, Carolyn John's in Cleveland doing uh, free sketches for free comic book day. It was a pretty great night. And then Saturday afternoon, I was there as well doing sketches. Um, I got to catch up with a friend of the show, Jeff Ritchie, for a little while. That was cool. And I I know you did as well. Um, And uh, it was great seeing all the people come out. And uh, I wanted to meet Jim Steranko, but uh, um, he was spending a lot of time with the people that were in line, which is cool. Um, but unfortunately i didn't have time in between sketching and the time i had to leave so um, but i understand that if you got in line to talk to him you know he spent like some quality time with each person that came up to talk good, to him so that's good, cool good. yeah so cool it's a good time good weekend Carolyn johns is always awesome with every every time they put on an event it's amazing so um if you guys don't go there for you know if you guys are somebody who always goes to the events but you don't go there like during the regular week or the, the regular like store hours, go visit them sometime, too, because their staff is awesome. If there's anything that you're ever looking for or need like answers on, they're great about getting you whatever you need comic book-wise. So they're really cool.
0: Yeah, it's like you mentioned anything, and they're like, oh, yeah, we might have that. It's like, how do you have that kind of knowledge? Just at, at the rip. Like, I mean, I'm working on Blockbuster, right? Like, I'm like, I don't know what movies we have. I mean, something. Like, Nick Cage is a whole section. You know, Ooh, I wouldn't. Navy yeah. Seals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, so. uh, yeah, no, uh, the, the cool thing about that, too, is is that even if they don't have it, they'll do whatever they can to try and get it for you, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I used to have a file with them, like, years ago, and that was in the middle when I was, like, trying to get uh, the uh, Rising Stars, because there was actually, like, a two-year delay, almost two-year delay between, like, the last three issues of that series, because uh, Top Cow sold, the, they they said they're going to sell the rights to Rising Stars to like a TV, uh, like uh, either to like Showtime or like uh, for movies. And, and uh, J- Michael J. Straczynski's like, no, I own this. I'm not finishing the series until you guys don't do this. He's oh, like, you wow. don't have the rights, so he's like, you're not getting your last three books. So I waited and waited and waited. So every like every so I would come in and ask if it was there because I was just, like, I didn't want to miss it. And they they stay on top of it. So. That was, yeah, it was painful. And then you wait, then, like, the original <laughs> artist left in the meantime, so the new artist come in. And so it was like, the story's over. It doesn't look the same. Like, it was one of those, like, yeah. You know, well, I
1: mean, you can't expect an artist to wait around two years to finish getting, something yeah. unless they've got a piece of that property or something. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, good, good store. Go, go support them. I, I bought comics on Free Comic Book Day, and I got my free comics as well.
1: Yeah. I didn't get any free comics. So, um, I guess I missed out. So. <laughs> You could have have drawn some. All I got was hand cramps from drawing.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, all right. Enough about our weekends and me spoiling video games and everything else. Let's just get get to some news.
1: Good news, everyone!
0: I'm kind of thinking about going back into censoring those, bleeping out those words on the off chance somebody hear like doesn't hear the spoiler and then they just listen to that part and they're like oh it's been ruined i kind of i kind of want to just go and like bleep out the <laughs> everything i just said and be like you know oh that's so so boo. i just kind of want to do that i don't like that feels I was just bitching about people spoiling things for me, and then I kind of spoiled things. So Yeah,
1: I mean, you can totally do that, to be p- perfectly honest. Uh, if for, This is a little behind-the-scenes, guys. I just show up. Paul does all the technical <laughs> stuff, so I have no Te- clue.
0: Quote-unquote the- technical stuff. Yeah, uh, so
1: if you have the magic power to go in and bleep things out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that's about
0: all I can do, yeah. Um, I might do that. There'd be funny people like, why is he swearing all the time? The very <laughs> you know? Anyway, or I might just redact it completely. That might be what I might just go in and be like, sorry, guys, I ruined something for you. We're going to move forward. So, anyway, so we'll find out what my decision is when you listen to this later. So, anyway, news. We got some news. Uh, this is not a spoiler. Uh, Bill and Ted 3 is officially a go.
1: I know. Bill and Ted face the music. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, Entertainment Weekly a couple weeks ago. Uh, did a reunion issue of the magazine where they they do one every year where they reunite casts and things like that. And I kind of feel like this might have been the impetus for getting them to finally agree to do it because they've been working on this for a while Mm -hmm. and they've been trying to get the studio behind it. And like, A, I feel like if Reeve, and this is not a slam against Alex Winter, but like if, if, you know, Keanu Reeves is also willing to come back, you know, that already, like if you've got those two, you know, that's reason enough just to look at you know exploring bringing them back and uh i think that once people got wind of it on a larger scale you know people were like yeah i'd go see that movie so i'm i'm really excited to hear that they're making a a third one because i love the idea of it being like nothing happened
0: (laughs) yeah because they're supposed to be the saviors of like you know like create world peace and like wild stallions change the world right yeah and that was the whole thing and and maybe it's the whole, like, I like the idea, like, they, like, because at the end of the first movie, they're like, we don't know how to play our instruments. Right. And then they they jump in the, you know, the phone booth and they, they learn how to play instruments and show up and play. This is probably one of those things, too, where it's like, well, we were supposed to be this. Why hasn't it happened? You know, and I, I that's a, that's a really good Clerks 2 type of way of looking at, like, where are we at in our lives? This isn't what we thought we'd be, you know, yeah. and I, I look forward to that.
1: And I'm also, I just, I'm fascinated by, you know, revisiting these characters as adults. Yeah. Like, who are they now? Um, Which is one of the things that I always in, enjoy, Um, you know, and I don't mean just in, in general, but, like, any time that you spend, you know, 20 years away from a character and they bring them back, you're always like, oh, I wonder who this person is now and what they're like now compared to who they were 20 years ago, because none of us are who we were 20 years ago. Um, and I always think that that's a, you know, because you're still that person, but you're, you're you know, there are usually things that have changed about you, and I always find that to be an interesting uh, area to explore. We
0: don't know John Wick's true backstory. This could have, <laughs> he could have been Ted Theodore Logan, and then then just to get away from the time travel and lifestyle, you know, he went on to become an assassin. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's exciting. This is something they've been wanting to do for a while, like you said, and and I know that they love these characters so much that like, what was it? They would go out in Halloween dresses them, and people yeah. and people wouldn't know because they weren't thinking about it. So clearly these guys have been friends since then and this has been like a passion project. And I don't know like how much of a budget do you need to make this movie happen? I I don't know. Like it,
1: I I you know, I don't know. I mean, I imagine that like you know, there's probably uh, some special effects to it. I yeah. mean, um and I wonder if they'll still use the phone booth considering that, you know, even though they used it in the future as their you know time machine, it would be non-existent, you know, 25 years later. So,
0: and the second movie wasn't really about time travel either. That's true. Sec- I guess
1: they don't have to use that. Yeah,
0: so. I, just, I mean that would be the joke though that they still have this thing and people now don't understand it. I mean, because the, the whole reason the phone booth was supposed to be kind of uh, taking the piss out of the TARDIS from Doctor Who. And that's a police call box that is no longer relevant. And oh, British I had no culture. I have no idea where that came from. Yeah, that's because yeah. it was supposed to be like when it was originally picked. Um, that's you saw those all the time, so it wouldn't stand out. But over time, they don't exist anymore. So now it stands out even more so. And so that maybe the phone booth will stick around as kind of a kind of a joke because you know technology's moved on. I would appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if uh, one of the articles I read said that. Uh, William Sadler will also be back as Death. That would the be second amazing. Movie. So yeah, I'm uh, hoping that happens too. Can
0: we get a hologram of um, of Rufus? Can we can we get that happening? Can we get?
1: There's got to be a way that they can honor uh, George Carlin's Rufus. Like I'm sure coming. there has to be something, right? Yeah.
0: Like, but who would you have if you can't have George Carlin playing Rufus? And if you had somebody that was
1: filling that role, who would you pick now to to do that? So it's not because he looks or sounds like him, but I would go with like Lewis Black. <laughs> I would love it. That would be so good. That'd be great.
0: Yeah, give me just the you know, crusty, angrier, older comedian. I would be. I'd be all about that. That'd be amazing. I, I like that. It's a good call. Um. So yeah, I'm excited for this. And so, uh, again, I feel like this this is a movie that the first one was about time travel, and these guys are trying to save their asses with you know with their reports because they're supposed to be the saviors of the world. The second one, I, I forget why they die because it's been a while since I've seen the second one. Well, the the. The evil robot us has killed them right yeah (laughs) yeah i remember that at the same time hearing that they basically made this movie as bizarre as possible so they wouldn't have to make a third one at the time
1: yeah i remember like interviews at the time of them saying like people asking like what would you you know what'll be the third one be?" And they're like we don't know that we can make a third one like we've done everything like where do you take it and i I like the idea that they found a way to, to to make a third one um and i think it's a I think it's a funny premise, so I'm excited to see, and I'm also excited to see uh, Keanu Reeves do something other than be an action star. Yeah, because he, I mean, he
0: hasn't done a comedy in a long time. No, you know, and and I'm not saying he has the biggest range because he doesn't. Yeah, but but when he gets into that, and when he gets into that range, he's really good. That's like I, I wasn't on board for the initial John Wick because I'm like "Ah, that's Keanu Reeves action movie and then you realize like he doesn't talk much and he does show emotion but it's like always like you know push down push down push down and he's just an efficient badass I'm like that's the perfect lane for Keanu Reeves to be in you know Uh, Have you seen the John Wick movies?
1: So I haven't. The (laughs) only reason that I haven't seen the first John Wick is because I somebody told me what sets him off in the movie. Oh, and I can't, uh, I can't. uh, If I find out that there's animal violence in a movie before I watch it, like I'll be honest, like it might have put me off a Shape of Water if I knew that the cat scene was gonna happen. (laughs) Like being there and seeing it, I was fine. But like when you hear about it, like I. Again, this goes back to the, you know a week ago when my dog passed away, but if I if I think that there's going to be animal violence in a movie, it will immediately like make me less inclined to see it. Okay, so. I mean
0: a puppy does meet its its end, right? But spoilers. Uh, it's a puppy and, <laughs> and it's sad. It's really sad. But what else are you going to do to get somebody back on like, you know, like you guys, I'm out. This is what's going. You did what? All right, I'm gonna go find my guns and then break open um, th- this this thick concrete slab in my basement and pull out all my assassin gear again. Like that's. It's a, it's a badass film. And then, so, here, I'll tell you this. I, in the I've, second film, there's no there's no um, like sudden like animal violence to cause the second film to happen. It isn't like, alright, I've retired, now I have two dogs.
1: <laughs> Every movie, it's just him it's with a, more animals. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's like a professional <laughs>
0: dog walker, and, like the one guy goes with a drive-by Mrs. John Wick, but there's ten dead dogs. <laughs> like, oh, now I'm ten times as mad. And
1: again, it's not that, like, I, I'm like, oh, I can't watch that because of it. It's just that, like, I know it'll put me in a place where I'll be sad. So, But yeah. then you'll
0: you understand, right? Yeah. And then it just It is oh, on my list to watch. It's such a good movie. And so. the second movie's so amazing as well, you know. Um so, yeah, it'll be fun to see uh it, anyway, it'll be fun to see reviews in a comedy and not uh, a not an assassin film which your dog dies. So, whatever. Um anyway, enough about that. Uh so next story, um speaking of things that may not be around forever. Uh, so there's these stories recently about Movie Pass, which I know Steve has the Movie Pass. I do, um, and it's Steve's reason. It's it's his fault why this is failing. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, cl- clearly, everyone's like the money that they're they're paying on behalf of the Movie Pass users versus the money they're taking in for the program is not equal.
1: Right, so that's the and, and you knew that from the get go. Like, I don't know how they're doing this. Yeah, because yeah. that was my thought. Like, I'll admit, I'm not using it nearly as much as I thought I would when I got it. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to use this all the time, and I think I've seen maybe at most two or three movies in a month using it. And I thought I'd be like every weekend at least seeing one movie, but that really hasn't been the case because it's more of a thing about time. Because you you think that you have more time than you do. Uh, but at at the same time, like even what I'm using now, which is far less than what I thought I would, I'm still making money off of it, or you're saving money, saving yep. money, yep. Off, yep. Of so. I say, money <laughs> off of it. So I'm going to say, Movie passes isn't making money off of it. I uh, uh, like, for instance, when I saw Infinity War this past weekend, we used it for that. Yeah. So, so
0: um and did you a side note, did you know like the weekend before movie pass, like you can't use it to watch the same movie twice and then everyone's yeah. like everyone's like, what? And they're like, okay, fine. But it happened to be like after that weekend of Infinity War. Um, but yeah, it's just I feel like I I, I think the idea of a movie pass, I think it can work. I just think that ultimately you It's it's the the break point of profitability is going to have to be much higher, Mm -hmm. Uh, meaning that whatever it is that you paid a month for it or whatever breaks down per month, it's like 10 bucks a month or something. Well, we
1: got it. We got it. There was a deal. I think it was like end of the year. It was like they had a sale where it was like 90 bucks for a full year. Yeah. So, so like it worked out to be like eight something a month. Um, And that's a ticket. So,
0: I figure you know, if, if the break point is like if you spend if they offer it for like 200 bucks or above for a year, like I'm talking like you got to make a commitment, but then, you know, in advance, then I can do all of this. Maybe that would reduce the user base, but then the, I don't know. I just feel like this is more of a niche thing than it should be like a common use, like Netflix type thing. I, I cause I, because I feel like there's cause they're paying, they're paying the full price to the theater yeah. on behalf of you versus just saying the theaters are okay with, This I don't know, like because I feel like something like streaming service like Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, you pay for that, and that's how the content comes to you. There isn't, they're 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 not presenting the content in a different way in which there's a different price point. I don't, my thinking, I'm not explaining it right, but I can see how Netflix could be profitable by charging a flat uh, price each month per person.
1: Offering all that content, although to be fair, I think I've mentioned in the past. that I don't know how Netflix makes money either. That, that's so. fair, but I'm saying like, <laughs> but you got to think about the
0: infrastructure of a theater and and all. Of, it's, it's there's all these other things that go into those costs of that movie ticket. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and then on top of, also, you have um, studios that
1: have to make their money before the, the theater makes the money. And it's like, there's, you know... Well, that's the one thing that I was going to say is a benefit to the theaters when it comes to movie passes, is that um, I'm somebody... So, I'm going to go back for just a second. Growing up, my brother worked at a movie theater, and like families always got in free, and we always got free drinks and popcorn. So... Uh, even like once he didn't work there like i would continuously buy pop and and popcorn there like that's my thing about going to movies like i don't like not getting popcorn and it's expensive you know i'm not i'll admit like you know we got two drinks and a large popcorn it was 20 some bucks i
0: mean that butter is liquid gold i don't know if you're (laughs) you're aware of it that's that's why it
1: sits in your lungs and your stomach because it's actually gold but i'll say that i felt better about because i'm like we didn't pay anything for the tickets technically walking in so i'm like you know oh i'm like let's get a popcorn and let's get some drinks you know so um because I, I, that I think benefits the feeder more so than that's why the, the prices are so high is because they got to make money somewhere,
0: and that unfortunately is the way it is is where the, the concessions is where they make their money. Yeah,
1: right?
0: it's kind of a screwed up thing if you think about it. It should always be the ancillary and the whatever like the, that whole system. It, it, it's uh, it's changing and it, it, that's the way it used to be. But yeah. for some reason we're still holding on to it. And they talk about how profits are up this year. Yeah. Because you have a movie like infinity War, you have a movie that way overperformed like black Panther. Um, and then also because ticket prices are rising and also cause concessions. It's like, so of course like, but there's less people going to the theaters this year than there have been. You know, I, I just, I love the movie theater. We'll talk more about that in a second. Cause my experience the first time watching infinity war was not ideal. Um, but I just I, the movie pass should be something that I should be interested in. I don't know why I've never didn't commit to it. I had something about I feel like the upfront money and just same thing with you. Where I'm like I'll go to the movies all the time. I know I don't. You yeah. know, like the big summer stuff that like we'll talk about on the show. I go to those, but I don't go regularly enough to feel like I go out of my way to go watch a movie per weekend.
1: You know. Well, you know, it's funny too because so for instance, the movie Truth or Dare came out. And it hasn't gotten great reviews, but like that was the type of movie that I thought, oh, with MoviePass, like even a movie doesn't get great premiere or you know get a uh, great reviews. I can go see that in the theater, and it's just like watching it at home on Netflix in the sense that like mm-hmm. you know I don't feel like I'm out anything uh, other than my time. But even then, I was like, Truth or Dare came out and was like, yeah, I kind of want to see it, but I'm like, eh. Like, well, there's the commitment you know, of leaving your home, yeah.
0: planning ahead, getting to the theater, buying your seven thousand dollars worth of popcorn. And it's like <laughs> like like an hour and a half movie. Is still a four hour commitment ultimately, yeah. you know. And it's like that's it. Maybe not four hours, but you know what I mean. It's like it depends upon what the theater you want to go to and if everything makes sense, you know. So uh, yeah, it is a commitment. And I'm sure that there's people out there that are diehards that have the ability to go every single day to a movie. I mean, yeah. you know, c- good for you. Like I, I have a friend. Uh, uh, a Friend Rob, who that he loves movies and he that's that's his goal is to go as much as he can and I respect that and he has the ability to do so. Um, so the movie passes like he he is he is breaking them in two, you know, yeah. <laughs> like for as much as he uses it and more power to him. I'm just saying that I don't have that same ability. So yeah, I guess I'll I'll be that person that gets raked at the box office every single time I go to buy a ticket. But I don't know, like I. I'd <laughs> I'm just lazy and didn't sign up for, I didn't commit for a year. So it makes me wonder, if this thing collapses, what's going to happen to everybody that signed up?
1: I don't know. I feel like I already got my money's worth, so I won't be too pissed off about it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we've got Solo at the end of this month. Uh, Jurassic World, I think, is next month. Those are two movies that I know Deadpool's for Deadpool's coming in like, oh, like a week and a half. Like so, less oh, than, all right, you know. so I'll see three movies probably this month anyway, so that'll put me ahead of the game anyway. There you so. go. Uh,
0: so yeah movie pass get it while it's there because it may not be there long and yeah like because you'd think that if, if they sign up for the year commitment then they have to honor that no matter how much it bleeds out right you think that there'd be a con it might cost more uh i don't know i don't know how that works they, they might be they might just say here's your money back we're done you know as opposed to waiting for people for the year
1: yeah i don't know how they do that yeah whatever. i mean they'd probably prorate it too. Because like they're they gonna, are, gonna be like
0: you watch seven movies here's part of your money back and <laughs> well, no, that feels guess- like a dick move like I can see them doing <laughs> that though
1: yeah, yeah. so you, you never know yeah
0: so uh, anyway like if you don't have movie pass go support your local movie theaters like uh, like you mentioned buying stuff I I no matter. When I go to the Capitol, like the Cleveland Cinemas, I always feel like I want to buy something just to keep because yeah. I appreciate that they're still there, and I appreciate what they do, and I appreciate the experience, so I will spend a little bit extra money each time and get the concessions as well. So, so yeah. I, I guess I guess I always look forward to dropping $30 going to the movies, you know, but <laughs> whatever. I've, I've spent more at a bar, and I've, I've had less fun. I'll just put it that way. Um, and games. So, anyway. All right. Enough about that. Uh, speaking of streaming services, speaking of content, uh, you know, because I guess content's all we talk about here on the show. Arrested Development, this is different. I, I And I, I mentioned this to Steve before we started recording. I can't think of something like this happening before, but I do have one example, and I'll mention it in a second. So Arrested Development's coming back for season five at the end of this month on Netflix. Season four, when it came out about three years ago, so it was a while ago. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Um, people were kind of off-put by the format of the fourth season because it didn't follow the format of the previous three. Yeah. Because um, the rest of all, if you guys not seen I'm not going to spoil that because there's no way to go through every single wonderful, wonderful joke. But it's very interwoven and much like, you know, it, it rewards repeat viewing. And to me, it gets funnier each time I watch it. I don't know what it is. I, I've watched the series a few times
1: through, and I love it. The show debuted, like, what, like 2005, 2006? Something like that, yeah. I still have Big Yellow joints stuck in my head to this day, (laughs) so there's a lot of those types of jokes that are just still stuck in my brain from... Michael, I've made a huge mistake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then just the little twinkly piano every so often
1: talking about... uh, like when you hear something about somebody's father, like you always hear that. Like there's just <laughs> these little jokes, right? The Briss Jenner photos. <laughs> not Briss Jenner. I'm sorry. Um, he's the baseball player that they always show? Um...
0: Oh, um, oh, was it Pete Rose? Yeah, Pete, Pete Rose. Rose. Yeah. yeah. Um, like whenever Henry Winkler came to town for Wizard World, I had to get. Uh, one of the stills from that, or the, the, not still, but, you know, the headshot from the yeah. development, because I'm like, please, I need a berry peppercorn, like, in my life. Like, so, <laughs> you know, so yeah, so season four was different because it was more uh, focused on individual. each character, each episode was a character, and you kind of caught up what was going on and what was going on. And so the joke still kind of overlapped, and it kind of was almost like a loop, if you yeah. would go back. And it was a little different format. I was okay with that, because one, you know the show had taken so long to get back, and we were thankful to get any rest of development, honestly, and also because the commitment for all the people involved was difficult to get them all together at the same time. So it was very segmented and very fragmented. So, and some people didn't like it. I, I didn't think it was the be- I didn't think it was the strongest of rest development, but I liked it a lot. Um, yeah,
1: and I I think that like. You know what I enjoyed about it was was that like they would do an episode where Tobias would be do, doing just something in the background of like say episode three, but then his episode would be like in another four episodes, and you would find out what, what was he going was doing, out. and yeah. then why you see them in the background.
0: And I liked I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so what Mitch Hurwitz he what he did, and this is unique, is he went back to those original episodes and then remixed them. To where they're more of that in and out tapestry of the first three seasons, and it is now it's now twenty two episodes long. Like so, he reduced them down to like twenty four minutes, and that's twenty no twenty two minutes of episode, twenty two episodes. I think is how they have it. So it's more like following the flow of the previous three seasons, and I haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm going to just because I want to see how that f- plays now because I didn't dislike the fourth season.
1: No, same here, and I also want a refresher for when season five comes out. So. Yeah,
0: so. I just have never heard of somebody have the ability to go back and and change the presentation of something this drastic in terms of like hey guys here check this out like I've heard of director's cuts of films where they've reworked stuff I've you know I've heard of like you know I don't know like I, the, the only thing I could think of other than like fan edits of films good good on them is that on the Memento uh, Blu-ray release or DVD release when they put it out originally there is um, a cut of that film that's played in sequence yeah. Like from from the beginning of the, the story to the end, where cause Memento is kind of kind of a film that's backwards. If you guys have not seen that, it's a phenomenal film. But they actually, there's a cut of it that's in order, which I've not seen that.
1: I have it, and I haven't watched that version of it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like it takes a little of the magic out by watching it in sequence. So yeah. I'm like, I've always talked about watching it, but I always, whenever I pop it in, I'm like, I'm going to watch the regular or the Then you suddenly version.
0: forget what you're doing. And you're like, what was that? What was that? <laughs> uh, and you go, and you watch Memento again. So I this is a bold thing, and it makes me wonder if there's any other experiences out there that'd be re- worth the creator going back being like, you know what? That's not exactly how it didn't land. Well, let me go and just redo that again. And I think now that we're at a point where like you can save all of the footage from something that you can do to redo that. I just don't know if, if, if it doesn't come out the way you intend the first time and it doesn't succeed financially, are your fans going to come back and give it a second chance? I think with the rest of development, we are because if you like that show, you like it, but I just can't think anything else that like, if, It didn't come out right the first time. Like, let's say that um, Snyder's uh, footage from Justice League actually exists, which everybody says it does, and then Warner Bros. says it doesn't. Like, what about something like that? If they're like, "Well, no, you know, here's the Snyder cut. This is the theaters now." Like, do you think fans would come back for that?
1: Maybe, but I also don't think so. The thing the Snyder cut is, is that I think people are leaning towards the fact that they think that whatever he puts out is going to be the, you know, it's going to be so much better that that was the reason that they can go, oh, well, it's this inferior cut is why it didn't do as well at the box office. And it's simply not the case. It's just that they built up, or they didn't have the build up to the movie that they should have. And there was one character in that movie that people had a connection to, and that was Wonder Woman. You know,, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't have enough of a banking for the other characters to make an Avenger style money, in my opinion. Um Maybe I'm wrong, but like, even if they come out with the the Schneider cut, I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, well, it, the Snyder Cut made a billion dollars upon re-release, you know? Like, like Held like, over for week 14.
0: Yeah, it's like, man, Joss Whedon, what were you doing? Adding humor. Right. Like, and, and and trying to at least like, tell something. I don't know. What, like, Yeah, so I, just, I can't think of another thing. I mean, I could also, maybe the other thing I can equate this to, too, is that there are situations where there are music albums that are put out and then, later on they like they're rebalanced in the studio or they're kind of reworked a little bit and people will give that a chance like i know that they re- they re-released a couple of the first beatles albums in mono the way that they were intended before they did the stereo and everyone says it's a different experience you know so i you know th- it's out there i just i've never seen that for a tv show you know like
1: yeah not for a tv show i mean the closest that i can come to is is uh You know, and why it's not always a good idea to revisit your work sometimes is the uh, Star Wars special editions. Because while they're not technically totally recut, you know, that was a case of somebody where everybody was like, no, these are perfect, leave them alone. And then they went in and made changes. So. Yeah, well, I, I
0: think it was more like, "Oh, you're gonna clean up the effects. That's fine. No, no, no. Don't add more. Don't. What do you? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> like, it's like you go and it's, it was like that lady that was trying to restore that picture, that fresco of Jesus over in Europe. Did you see that? No. Okay. I'm gonna bef- before we had news. I want to show this to you. <laughs> there. Um. Uh. Let's see. Jesus painting mess up, ruined. There we go. So, this was this was a couple years ago. Um. So they're going to show a side by side. This is this is the image that was in this this cathedral. Oh no! And 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 so clearly it's older materials, and you have um, a situation where you have to go and recreate some of that if you're going to restore it properly. And that's a really involved process, right? Yeah. So this local lady was like, "I could fix it." (laughs) She went and did that.
1: It looks like a capuchin monkey or something. <laughs> I was something. just going like, to say, Jesus looks like an Ewok now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that was her... And so she... And it's funny, but she ruined this, like, hundreds-year-old, like, painting <laughs> trying to save it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys can't see this, but uh, you know I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. If you if you look up, uh, if you go to Google and type in <laughs> Jesus painting ruined, you're gonna find it. So the amateur restoration, like you know, I whatever. So that's this. The, the, do you feel like this is the rep- representation of the original, like the Star Wars versus the new edition? <laughs> Where Lucas is like, I'll fix it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Vader's now now he's a capuchin monkey. Know, so. Anyway. so Yeah, so we'll see how this remixed rest of development goes. I, I for one am for it. I don't think it's a huge mistake. I will not take a forget me not to forget the previous fourth (laughs) season. Um, So what what Netflix has done? This has already been put out, right? So it's put out on the fifth of May. Yeah. Um, So it's now technically season four, and the the original cut of season four is under the trailers and extra. So if you've not, if you're coming to rest of development the first time. You're not going to know that there was the original episodes oh, the way they are. Okay. You can find them, but they're not side by side. This is, you know, season four now.
1: That's interesting. So,
0: I also like this now titled, uh, what was it? Fateful Consequences, I think is the name of the season. Uh, yeah. Rest of Development season four remix, Fateful Consequences.
1: <laughs> it
0: just makes me wonder if uh, Mitch Hurwitz is a fan of Neil Breen and Fateful Findings oh it's very possible which if and i have to introduce you to the world of neil breen and the rest of the world needs to know about neil breen as well but if so then that kudos to mitch herwitz uh so yeah anyway enough about that uh yeah let's just go talk about some infinity war and now for our feature presentation Because I've already ruined God of War for some people out there. And I'm gonna, I, I promise in the notes, I'll, uh, that's my, I've already thought about this. I'm gonna change, the, put the notes in so you guys, if you don't wanna be spoiled, skip past it. I have to say though, repeatedly right now, do you know why they are called spoilers? And, spoiler, spoiler relate. Haven't heard that for two years, but I wanted to bust out. This is how important that if you've not seen Infinity War and want to watch it, We can't not discuss it without talking about some of the key points.
1: Yeah, I don't... It's one of those rare movies where I don't know you have a discussion about it without spoiling it because it's it's epic in its scope and there's so much that happens in it that you have to... I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think of like, oh, what could we omit? But like, the ending is so important that I I don't see how you could have a conversation without talking about it. So
0: I guess okay. I that, let me get rid of Jesus. I keep looking at this messed up picture of Jesus. Let, let's just get rid of that. We'll put that on a T-shirt. Let me get rid of Jesus. Let's get rid of Jesus. I'm just gonna find a picture of Thanos. So that'll, that'll work. Because we're just going to talk about Thanos. So, um, expectation coming into this, well, there's like what 15 other Marvel movies leading up to this one, something I like that. I thought right? it was 18. Something. It's a lot of Marvel movies, right? So, and whenever they announced this a few years ago, they they said it was Infinity War Part One and then Part Two, and then they said, no, 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 no. that's just, it's going to be Avengers Four later. It's not. It's that's not a movie broken up in two parts. Like they, you already knew. That this was going to be, there was going to be some unresolved things, right? right? So that that's that in itself is not a spoiler, but so knowing that there's going to be unresolved things, I, already in my mind, I knew that it's like you know that every movie we've seen so far, for the most part, has been the hero, like either it's an origin story of a hero and how they they rise to the occasion and they realize you know who they are and what they want to do, and then they have further adventures, or there's a sequel where there's further challenges and they rise to the occasion and they have success eventually along the way um the mcu had to lose yeah right and so because without loss you can't appreciate victory and um and if it's almost like it's almost like that like like uh, like goldberg the wrestler he would win so many times that after a while it's like is this guy ever going to lose and and when he finally did it was like kind of a big deal but forever it's like it's the joke like goldberg's always going to win like who's next mcu's always going to win who's next and even though they teased thanos in the original avengers film they've never had a major setback a little bit you know civil war came along and and upset the ups, upset it enough but then at the very end cap gave tony a cell phone and was like we're still buddies call me when you need me and it was like you you couldn't even end that movie with like man are they ever going to talk to each other again you knew well, you know. I
1: think what Civil War did different than other films is, is that it was a personal stake. It wasn't about winning or losing at that. By the end of the film, it was about those two people and the rift that it caused. And I mean, yes, there is that tag at the end of, of of Steve saying, you know, if you ever need me, call me. But like things were never going to go back to the way they were before. Um, and it's it's much more of a personal, um, you know. I don't want to say a connection, but a, a, a personal—the stakes are more personal than saving New York. Well, no, no, it's a you, different kind of conflict. You're
0: absolutely right. That's yeah. what I'm saying is that they—they they didn't even leave the hint that uh, Tony and Steve were kaput. You know, like, right. like you still had to have Steve offer the olive branch of like, I know we see things differently, but if you really need us, we'll be there, right? Which I mean, that's fine, I, and I don't have a problem with Civil War. In fact, it's one of Why my do you favorite hate Civil War. I just, I just—it's it's my last <laughs> Jedi. I just can't know. Uh, I, I love Civil War. It's one of my favorite films of, yeah. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just, it was, it was time, like, you, you've introduced, you know, the Avengers and all the side characters. You introduced the Guardians and the side characters. You introduced, uh, like, the the Doctor Strange and the and the, the magic side. It, it, it was time to bring them together and show someone that didn't care, like, that these guys are all good at what they do. And then, of course, you had Asgardians and all that, too. Thanos... Like they there was about time that everybody got punched in the face and, and got their nose nose bloodied. Yeah, you know?
1: and I mean the comparison that I used is and I don't mean this in, in quality, even though I think it's a fantastic movie, uh, or I'm and I'm not comparison comparing franchises, but like the most apt comparison I could make was, was was like when I walked out, I was like, I think I just saw The Empire Strikes Back of Marvel movies, the movie where like everything goes to hell. They lose, you know, yeah. like there's not a happy ending. Um and it's a it's an interesting feeling walking out of that movie because you know that you know there's going to be another chapter but at the same time you're like wow things play, didn't play out nearly the way i thought they were going to
0: so let's talk about that because uh, i feel like expectations versus reality is where this movie really that's that's where this movie that's where it has to stand right so what did you think was going to happen before you saw the film
1: I thought, so I thought either Tony or Cap were going to die in the sense that like one of them was going to make the grand sacrifice. And I thought that it was probably going to be Tony because of the fact that one of the things that they've done with his character ever since the first Avengers is, and they actually build up uh, the entire story of three around it is, is that he's got this fear of what happens after, you know, the... Uh, the, I, I can't remember. They call it the event or they just call it New York. There's a, a name for the first event. Yeah, it's, movie the, it's and, the, the event. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, they've been toying with that idea of Tony grappling with his demons of, you know, not either being able to save people or um, for such a long time being on the side of... Um, I don't want to say greed, but being uh, caring more about financial gain and then uh, actually what his weapons were doing and that kind of thing to um, him realizing that there's much more at stake that he can lose than just his own life. So they've kind of evolved his character in a different way than a lot of the other ones that he's got this innate fear of something happening to him. And they even start this film off with him talking to Pepper about like the reason he put the the chest plate or the yeah the
0: are it's not the arc reactor but it's something that yeah. it, it's like it's the nano container i don't know for it's where you put your lego bricks at i don't know what you call right call that um he put it back in because basically he always wants to be at the ready if something was to happen yeah so yeah.
1: and so i thought that like it's when the movie started I was like okay this is gonna end with him sacrificing himself mm-hmm. to save everybody and this will be tony Stark's swan song
0: which I mean, and also just the reality of that, Robert Downey Jr. is not getting any younger, and he was already older when this process started. And I'm I'm not saying he still doesn't look good because I mean I'm never gonna look. I mean I he's what he's like like late fifties now, like or I don't early fifties. Late fifties. I think Some, he's early fifties. Yeah, I'm never gonna look that good. And like now compared to that, so um, I get it. But it's like I feel like you've been committed to this for ten years. Like and as much as he convinced Chris Evans to still come on to do the rest of these films. There has to be an endpoint where you're like, I've done what I've uh, done with this character. I've I'm leaving it a good spot. Like physically, I think Tony Stark. I, it's like there there's only so much further Tony Stark can go in this. I think.
1: Sure, but my the thing that I always wonder about is any time somebody brings up an actor's age, and it's like, well, how long can they do that for? I feel like Iron Man's the one that like. He's in a suit. Like, well, that's he, fair. He could I be mean... built like me, and like you know, <laughs> eating Wendy's by the bagful, and like you know, like you could be fat Iron Man. You're in a suit for God's fat sake. Iron. It'd be pig <laughs> Iron Man. We know what the name of that would be. You know, Iron um, Ham. Iron Ham. Yeah, watch out for that. uh
0: You know, but I, but I guess this is my point is like you know, if if these movies are this involving in terms of the special effects and reshoots and constantly being there and constant, 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 that, you know even though he's done a few projects outside of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe the past 10 years, he's not done much different stuff. Yeah. he's Like, like he was in that movie The Judge. I think he was in, um, was he in Chef, that Jon Favreau movie? He
1: had a he had a bit role. Yeah,
0: and it's like, so what is he really, he hasn't done a whole the, the lot. The Sherlock Holmes films. Oh, yeah, those two. Yeah, I forgot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he had that comedy with... Um
0: Oh, the was it with him and Seth Rogen? No, no, it was no, Seth Rogen it was uh, Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, it's same difference. Um, you're right. So you're okay. We've named like five movies he's done in no, ten years, and so. I'm not debating that yeah. he
1: hasn't earned the right to step away. I yeah. just whenever somebody brings that up and is like, "Well, he's getting older," it's like, "Well, well, it's not like he's you know." I mean,
0: I mean, I get that Harrison Ford played Indiana Jones when he was 90. I understand that. Just,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, from a just you know, he like.
0: Let's talk about like, so I mean, Rob Nigeria still looks good, but he's starting to look, he's starting to look old, you know, like, like there's that bit with he's wearing the track suit that also doubles as like the containment suit for the suit, whatever the Iron Man suit he puts on these glasses that are like these AI and like, like artificial, like Google smart glass. So he could talk to his AI. Those are the biggest old person glasses I've seen. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was making the joke though, and I was just like, eh, was it Friday, Show me all the early bird lunch specials in the area. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, like him and Don Cheadle are starting to look old. You know, like Cheetle's looking old, and I feel bad to say that. You know, yeah. Um, not that that didn't, you're right. It doesn't dictate the story at all. I I understand. They're they're both guys that wear suits of armor to fight. So I you guess know. the
1: point that I was making is is that I can Chris Evans. It's it's kind of like the Hugh Jackman thing. Like there's got to be a point where you're like. I don't want to work out all the time and, you know, only drink water for three days or, you know, eat just chicken breasts for the rest of my life. I, I want to live a little bit. So yeah, like- you know, that's
0: that's what's going to keep Chris Pratt out of it. He's going to eventually snap <laughs> and become Andy from Parks and Rec again. <laughs> No, so, uh, yeah, so the the two heads of the, what you think of, like, you know, Captain America and Iron Man, I expected one of them to go. I expected one of them somehow because especially since there wasn't the big, like, I was expecting a significant loss in Civil War. And I know War Machine, you know, Rhodey did get, you know, basically paralyzed, for, for like, you know, semi-paralyzed. And they still, the ramifications of that are still in this film. There wasn't as big a sacrifice there as yeah. I was expecting. So I was expecting it here. And we did get, we did get it. You know, in some ways, right? Yeah. So that's the first expectation. Was there anything else that you had in terms of like what you thought was gonna happen?
1: Um so I mean, when it comes to like big predictions, I kind of felt like it was going to be and again, you can always walk this back because he's the you know god of mischief, but like I kind of had a feeling that Loki was gonna go. I felt like he was gonna be a casualty. I
0: had no idea about that. Okay. That's one of those things that was not ruined for me, thankfully.
1: Uh, I didn't think that it was going to happen the way it did, but I just thought that Thanos was going to turn on him at some point. And I was like, you know, he'll either go, you know, trying to be his minion and Thanos turns on him, or, you know, something will happen that'll take Loki out of the equation. And again,. You can always backtrack it by saying, you know, like, oh, he was playing dead or whatever. But he looks
0: dead. Yeah, especially with Thor's, like, I think he's dead for real this time. Like, you know, that one was surprising. Heimdall going out, you know, that doesn't surprise me so much because I just feel like Heimdall's always been an afterthought since, like, the second, like, uh, Thor movie. And and I I think,
1: like, Idris Elba at one point was upset about having to film something for the second Avengers movie. (laughs) And uh, I think he was probably done.
0: Yeah, like it's like we need a flashback to you being killed again. Can we have that? <laughs> um,
1: but yeah. I, I, I do wonder though, like uh, the beginning of the film, the Asgardian ship that they were on has been pretty much obliterated. Like, yeah, like, is so, Thor now the only Asgardian left?
0: I I wonder because not that not that you need. So, Darth, what was it? Uh, Ragnarok came out at the very end of last year, like November, right? And then. You know, then you had Black Panther, and then this, right? So, but the end of Thor Ragnarok had all the Asgardians on the ship because Asgard was destroyed by uh Suter or whatever big angry flame guy. And there was, even though the the post credits, t- uh, you know, Stinger was of uh Thanos ship, which I forget the name of it right now, but there's a specific name for that ship, like you know, uh, big old ugly ship, you know, scary ship. Um, you knew that they were they were found by Thanos, you knew yeah. that that, but. But there was still this sense of hope of like Asgard is where we make it, and then the opening of this movie is <laughs> everybody's gone. And it's like, what just happened? Because then you got then then Rock Guy's gone, whatever his name, I forget his name, and then his little buddy's gone. And then it's like like all these like kind of goodwill that you had built up, and like just these these innocent people are just gone, which I understand that it's supposed to show the casualties, but it's like it kind of paints like I went back and watched um Ragnarok after watching Infinity War, and it's like it's not as happy as it 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 kind of feels a little bit sucked out you know and it's like and and not that you know you read comics you don't know what's coming next and of course you know so you got to have your happy moments and then the bigger threat but it's like this really just immediately took the piss out of the end of Ragnarok (laughs) like it was like we're done like by the way nope none of them made it Thor's it Thor's the last one and it's like that's
1: and I mean you're 10 minutes into the movie at this point not even that it's
0: yeah so and then uh, that was uh that was surprising to me um Uh, The Hulk like getting the shit beat out of him Being like, okay, I guess I'm done now That was surprising to me too I didn't expect that Part of it is because the ad campaign And credits the Russo brothers for double faking everybody Showing this big moment of all the heroes Running towards something in Wakanda Including the Hulk And that's nowhere to be seen in the film I respect
1: that. I had a feeling that he was inside the Hulkbuster armor, but I just assumed he was going to bust out of it. At yeah, some point. he's a
0: Hulkbuster. Yeah. That's what he does. No, uh, but no, I, I, that, then people kind of hinted they thought maybe uh, Banner would be in the Hulkbuster armor. And I was like, that's kind of a cool idea. Maybe he's still trying to help, but he understands if he's pushed too far, he's going to become the Hulk again. So I like that interplay of like, we were expecting this the entire time, and it never happened. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice, that's, that's a good subversion of expectation. So I like that. Um, yeah, I just, I honestly thought that there would be, uh, there is significant loss in this movie, but I was expecting bigger quote unquote permanent significant loss in this film. And we did, we got Loki. I think he's gone. Heimdall's gone. Um, Gamora might be gone
1: i feel like she's in that stone yeah Like i feel like there's a way to get her back um because that was so uh, telling a little bit outside of the movie my wife loves guardians of the galaxy like she'll watch all the marvel movies she's not a comic book reader but she loves guardians of the galaxy um i can't tell you how many times she's watched both of those movies like over and over and over again um but like before we went in, she's like, nobody's gonna die in this right. And I'm like, well I'm like, they're not gonna <laughs> I'm like they're not gonna kill the Guardians. I'm like, James Gunn's already making a third one. So I'm like, you know, uh, he's a producer on this. They're not gonna kill any of them. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Um, and she was hitting me in the theater. And I don't know if you read the story about uh, James Gunn revealing what Groot's final line in the movie was. Yeah. Ugh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's just dad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's saying it as I am Groot. But, you know, it's still like when you find that out, you're like, oh, I told my wife that. She's like, well, why would they write that? I'm like, well, I'm like, they write his lines out for Vin Diesel. So he knows what he's actually them. saying. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And then also they do it so that way the other actors know what he's saying in Groot speak, right? So, yeah, I I, um, I guess we're kind of all over in terms of the loss and everything. I honestly thought there was the sequence where um, when the Guardians show up to nowhere to try to get um, the reality stone from from David Bowie, I mean, the collector, I mean, pedicio Del Toro, um, when they were trying to get that, and whenever Thanos actually uses the reality stone to turn Drax to blocks, and he makes uh, Mantis look like like ribbons falling apart yeah which by the way that that still bothers me i don't like that that's a bad look it's <laughs> it's like this is a pg-13 movie and it made me uncomfortable like how fast it happened i honestly thought they were off the board right there yeah uh, that's what and, i thought too and i would have been i kind of would have been okay not, not i mean i don't want to lose drax or mantis but it's like wow this is showing you like this is like you know all bets are off and then they did they, they the moment he left reality kind of came back and they kind of came back together right um, so, But that that threw me off.
1: Um, Do we think the collector's dead?
0: I, yeah, he's dead. Because, okay. he, I mean, he was part of the illusion of the reality, right? Because he was the one that got put, thrown in the box, and then he was like, bravo, bravo, after the yeah. betrayal. Which, again, I, I honestly thought, so, okay, I, I know I'm all over the place. Before we did our last show, r- r- talking about the Infinity Gauntlet comic book, I was doing some research about the Infinity Stones. This was four days before the movie came out there was an, on the wikipedia there is this whole article about the stones in film or whatever and then they went the soul stone it's on the planet of vormir being guarded by uh, red skull and i'm like son of a bitch like i was so angry that i was hoping i was wrong right so i thought whatever gamora you know killed thanos i thought that's i thought that might have been his way in to the soul stone was him traveling through whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was really, really hoping I was wrong at that point. <laughs> and then it turns out it was like a fake illusion basically to see her allegiance and to prove a point. Cause Thanos is kind of a dick.
1: Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I, I will say that, uh, I, I audibly like, I was like, holy crap when they revealed Red Skull because I did not see that coming at all.
0: Yeah. And I wouldn't have either. (laughs) Had I not read the Wikipedia. And it killed me that like whenever they're like, we're going to play a form here. I'm like, God damn, that's gonna be Red Skull right there. It's gonna be oh it's Red Skull. Like, you know, it's like that's great. I'm still mad, you know, like the biggest like the one of the biggest things in the movie that they kept secret. Yeah. No hint at all was I already knew. And it's because I was trying to do the right thing by reading up about this to talk about it on the show.
1: It's so. that kind of touch though that like makes that movie special where like we haven't seen Red Skull since the first Avenger. And yeah. then he pops up, and we here. didn't think
0: we were receiving it because Hugo Weaving did not want to come back to the character. Yeah, and then they brought a different actor in that just sounds like Hugo Weaving, which good on them. Like that's yeah. if you can't get him, get somebody that sounds like him. You know,
1: I just I was amazed. Like I I couldn't believe that the Red Skull popped up, and I really do hope that if Cap does go in the next Avengers, they tie they bring him back because I feel like <sighs> I feel like his fate should be tied into the Red Skulls. So, yeah.
0: And uh, so that was, we'd mentioned the soul stone. We mentioned the reality stone. So um, it's been said that this, this movie is the reverse of everything we've seen where I've mentioned how most of the Marvel movies is a victory. It's the, the hero figuring out who they are and what they're doing. The Russo brothers and their writing partners, which I don't have those guys off the top of my head right now, but they've written Winter Soldier and Civil War and everything with them. Like,
1: I feel like it's McFeely and I can't remember the other name. Um,
0: something, yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, uh, they 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 work all closely together, right? They they knew that this had to be Thanos's film and to give him a hero journey because he really does have the hero's journey. He has the challenge in front of him. He keeps like finding these setbacks. And he keeps getting, you know, these obstacles, and then he gets what he really wants. And it's like, and and in his mind, he is the hero. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like it's such a. If this had been reversed, this would have been like an origin story for a character that we would have liked. Like, oh, they need to get these six things. They'll get them eventually, but they're going to have setbacks along the way. Yeah, this is the hero's arc for Thanos, and people may not realize it watching it, but it's like that we. It's the very thing we cheer for all the time. It's just this madman who
1: believes that he can wipe out half the universe and that's a good thing, you know? And I will say that uh, I I remember when we were talking about the actual Infinity Gauntlet comic, I had made mention of the fact that like I thought it was a little bit of a cheat that Thanos just snapped his fingers and 50% of the population <laughs> was gone. And then like he mentions it a couple of times where he's like, I can erase half the universe with just a you know, snap of my fingers. And I was like, they're not gonna do it though, and then boy was I wrong. Yeah,
0: um, which credit like, uh, uh, for I, I like that Thor's like I got to build a hammer that can kill a god. And they're like, and they're like, we can do that. It's fine. We're gonna go to Weapons <laughs> Depot, and I'll be fine. We'll do that, um, and 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 we'll go talk to Peter Dinklage, and he will help help everything. Which that whole sequence is great too. But he gets he gets Stormbreaker. Which, you know, without Beta Ray Bill, it's not a real Stormbreaker. Sorry, guys. Uh, that's my take. And we need some Beta Ray Bill in, this, in the MCU. <laughs> but he just takes that, that uh, axe and whips it at Thanos, and the axe isn't stopping. And then it, when it's just like, there's just that moment of like, yeah, he's right. This axe is going you can't, to, you can't stop it. And then Thanos is like, should have went for the head. It's like, oh. Yeah. Like every, every person that stood up to Thanos at that point. Just, like, they're, they're just desperate, and he just basically flicks them away every time. And and then he snaps his fingers there, you know? Like, after basically, like, you almost had me, now I'm going to, f- like, screw over the entire universe. Sorry, half, half of the, the universe. universe. Um, yeah, like, what did you think about that whole sequence when he finally shows up, and, like, so the heroes see him, like, one, in Wakanda, and they kind of go one-on-one against him, and he's just kind of like, done, 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 done. Like, really, Falcon, you're going to use your guns on him? Like, I just... You know, maybe you go fly for some backup. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it, like a uh, so, little mini guns is going to do much against Thanos.
1: What I liked about that though is, is it, and it's a credit to this movie. So when I saw the first Avengers movie, I walked out of it and I was like, they did it. I can't believe they made a movie that felt like a comic book. Like I felt like I was reading an Avengers mm-hmm. comic watching that movie. This plays like the best comic book crossover you've ever read. Like it literally feels like a comic book of a movie. And it does it expertly. And the way the characters all interact and the way they bring them together, it, it, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in a movie. And, you know, people who've asked me like what I thought, I'm like, it's really hard to um, put it up against the other Marvel films because I'm like, there's literally nothing else that they've done like this. It's, that, that's fair, yeah. You know, I'm like, it's as close to a comic as that they've done so far and like... It's really its own thing. It's really hard to hold it up, you know.
0: It, it's it's Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron done right, right, right. And I'm not saying Age of Ultron's not a bad movie. It's not bad. It's fun. It has its moments. It's
1: a B minus when it, most of their stuff was A pluses. Yeah, yeah.
0: and it, and so when I say that because I've, I've been thinking about it, and I don't know why Age of Ultron fell on its keys with less players involved. Than this that has every player involved with the exception of Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Realistically speaking, right? So, And I think at the time the the directive was we need to set the stage for all the other stories. So they kept trying to cram in. There's that brief bit in Age of Ultron where like uh, Sam and Steve are at the party and like any information about our friend talking about Winter Soldier. And that's like then Thor goes off to the sauna to find out about Ragnarok. And then they they kept like hinting and then they hinted at Civil War. It's like they didn't it almost felt like Age of Ultron didn't want to tell the Age of Ultron story. They just wanted to be like, all right, guys, if you like Marvel, check out these issues. Yeah. And that that feels like the, the comics we've been reading. This, for whatever reason, um, it, it doesn't. It still has the emotional resonance because you you've known these characters for some of them for ten years, but because everything is so like everybody kind of gets their little moment, um, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel as 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 personal a story like you're talking about Civil War. Um, it definitely is a grand stage, and there's enough that you care about everything going on, but it doesn't it. Do- <laughs> Other than the large losses at the end, I don't know. This one's a weird one for me because I everything about it's per, like damn near perfect for for the juggling act that the Russo brothers had to do to make this movie even make sense. Mm-hmm. And not only does it not make sense, it burns for the whole like two plus hours, and it it, it just keeps going and it, it goes and it makes sense and you follow everything, you understand the three separate story threads going on and how they all come together. You know, it's like it. Smarter of them to divide the whole groups up into basically, you know, three teams. So yeah, kind of three teams, right. That all kind of made sense because then you got a moment for each people to kind of talk to each other as opposed to having a panel full of 30 people all talking at once, you know, like we find in comics. Yeah. Um, but because it's so grand, I can't have that. I don't know. My connection to it's a little, it's not as strong as the other ones, you know, and, and it's because it is the crossover movie. Um, I, like, I loved it. I saw it a second time. Great film. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it, it, it didn't, it didn't just resonate because part of it is because when the fingers are snapped and half the universe is wiped out and we get the, the whole basically at that time of like, who's going to go? Cause we know half of them are going to go. well, did it? You know, there could have just been like people watching on TV, all of them could have went and then the heroes could have all stayed. You don't know how that works out. I, we talked about that during the comic. We read about the comic. It's like very arbitrary that it's yeah. half the heroes, maybe all the heroes stay, and then maybe I don't know, the Green Bay Packers all disappear. We don't know like how that works out, like right? Like, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, they could all go, it'd be fine. Um, it, but. You start seeing there's the big fake out of uh, Black Panther helping um, the one the, the Royal Guard, and the way the camera kind of moves, it looks like she's about to go, and he just disappears. Yeah, and that's a good one. Um, Falcon starts to like like basically fade away right in front of uh, War Machine, and 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 Rhodey's like, "Where'd you go? What's going on?" It's like I, he just disappeared right in front of you. You didn't just see that, you know? That, that was kind of <laughs> kind of weird, right? But it's like you see all this, and it is it's devastating because you're. I wasn't expecting the bulk of the people on Titan to go. Like it was yeah. like you know you had like most of the Guardians except Nebula,
1: and and Tony stuck around, and that and that's it. And I think that that reinforces that theme of Tony being tortured. Like yeah. he's the he's the one who's left, and like he feels like I'm sure he feels like he failed, and which is what his ultimate you know fear has been ever since the event in New York.
0: Were you surprised <laughs> that Strange went?
1: I was surprised that Strange went. I was surprised. So, all right, I'll put it this way. Once I walked out and I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, who did they leave behind? They left the original Avengers behind.
0: Exactly. That's a good good point someone brought up to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm
1: like, that makes sense. But at the, the same time, because our previous show I was like making predictions and I'm like oh there's no way they're killing Spider-Man there's no way they're killing Black Panther and like so when Black Panther went I was like whoa didn't see that coming yeah. and then I think Doctor Strange goes next and then I'm like whoa didn't see that coming and I'm like well there's no way it's Spider-Man for God's sakes and then Mr. Stark I don't feel so well
0: I'm yeah like, like, oh. I'm, like he's like I'm sorry and it's just like I'm sorry too like like okay let's let's just stop that conversation wouldn't it have been the greatest FU in the universe? If Marvel's like, hey, by the way, Spider-Man's gone, and we're never bringing him back, Sony, like, <laughs> like, like balls is your court, Sony. You can have your Venom movie, but you're never getting Spider-Man again. Like, how how ballsy of a move would that be? Um, but so yeah, that one was like, you're you're talking like like, um, uh, you're surprised that like that like I, I was surprised uh, Star-Lord went. I was yeah. honestly surprised that because especially so think about this. Um, in Civil War, you talk about being a personal story like. Stark finally learned that his parents were killed by the Winter Soldier and then that's pretty much what set off the final confrontation because Steve knew. Yeah. And was trying to protect Bucky because Bucky even though Bucky knew Bucky wasn't in charge of himself at the time, but they knew and then then Stark found out and then that's when they had the big fight, right? He let his his emotions cloud and almost caused something terrible to happen. So there's the big sequence which is very comic booky where how they all have this big plan of getting the gauntlet off of Thanos and it felt very very comic booky and it was wonderful how you had everybody kind of contributing it was it was great but then you find out that star lord figures out that gamora has been killed and he starts to lose it and there's stark saying don't do that don't let this affect you it's like he learned the lesson and he's now telling the other hothead calm down yeah i thought that was interesting
1: yeah and i i also liked the fact that uh the interplay between... There was no scene, because they even do it in the first Avengers, where, like, uh, you know, well, we're introducing these different heroes. You know, they've all got to fight. I mean, when when Peter shows up on Titan, there's a little bit of a skirmish, but it's never like... A, yeah. Like, other movies would have made that a big set piece, where it's like, Iron Man and Star-Lord have to go at it for 20 minutes. Um, so I was, I was happy with that. And I liked the fact that, um, you know... All the characters seem to. How do I put this? I don't want to say have reached a point in their relationships, but like they're all willing to adapt. Like there's a wonderful moment where Groot and Steve Rogers meet up for a brief <laughs> second and Groot says, I am Groot. And Steve Rogers, in that very wonderful way looks at him and says well i'm steve steve rogers
0: that's a, it's a very it's a very captain america thing to be like oh okay like, yeah. that's you know, like,
1: <laughs> but like there's never a point of him like asking what is this guy this guy who looks like a tree and why you know because like... well, he just
0: welcomed thor the god of thunder back and right. he's just like he's like oh hey this is my friend tree tree <laughs> you know like you know like i like how thor is kind of like i know how to speak we learned that like yeah. okay great
1: <laughs> um and he's, they just move on with it they, it was an elective yeah
0: <laughs> you know at the hogwarts for gods um but yeah no that was you're right they 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 gave their moments like there's the moment where sherry basically called out banner for not knowing how yeah. to, like something where she's like why didn't you think of doing that he's like Cause it never occurred to us. <laughs> and that was like, kind of like the moment of like showing you that Wakanda was so far ahead and Banner was kind of an awe of it and being like, well, we didn't know, you know? And I, so you're right. I liked all that. I liked the, whatever the, the initial confrontation between uh Stark and strange and Spider-Man versus the guardians, how it, it started off a certain way. And then all of a sudden it, you had the Batman versus Superman moment of like the word Gamora, yeah. And um and then what was it Tony's like no um that was it, uh, Star Did Lord you say said say Martha no yeah, it's like yeah. Gamora. <laughs> <Yeah>. Star <laughs> Lord's like uh you know where's Gamora and then um and then they said, "Well, who's Gamora?" And then then <laughs> and then uh, Drax is like, "I'll do one better." Why Gamora? <laughs> like, like, it's like what? Like it was so stupid. Uh, but then they all like realized, "Oh crap, we're all kind of on the same side here." And they kind of you know, yeah. And that was that. And I like that because they mentioned Thor as well. And then Stark's like, "Oh wait, we need to talk to these guys." That was a way to do that versus Batman versus Superman, where it's like we have the same mom's names. I guess we're okay now. You know,
1: so and I love the moment where uh, Hulk is kind of catching up because he's been off the planet for so long. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so wait, there's an iron or there's a Spider-Man I and mean, Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was that was so that like I feel like so more so this movie than maybe the Avengers because like the Avengers is, it's a good movie. It was unique at the time because when I was watching the seeing all the separate parts come together, at first it didn't feel. Quite right. I don't know what it was, just because I wasn't, my mind wasn't ready for it. I guess this is what I feel like because they've been doing this so long. Marvel got the tone of all their characters, and then the Russos, like the like they didn't, they handled all the properties that they don't normally handle. They handled them well. Like I'm sure James Gunn was brought in for some consulting about how the Guardians would act. He's a
1: producer on the film, yeah, so, so he
0: would know. And it's like, and then I'm sure that like the way that they handled Strange, that felt very in line. Um, it's just everything. All of this fit together seamlessly more so than I feel like. And the Avengers, like I said, the Avengers was fine. It was it was good for what it was. Just that, it, just seeing like two Iron Man movies and then like what was it? there was one Thor film. There wasn't yeah that. So it at first it felt a little weird the first time you see uh, uh, Iron Man th- Thor throw down because you had Thor with his Shakespearean type of language, which they've really yeah they let that go yeah you know and, and that's adapted. fine no he's yeah you know like you know he now knows what push like touch screens are and stuff right yeah um, that all like it, it fit but it, it, it took a little bit to get together and then this one though it has hit the ground running you know and like even even at the beginning of the initial conflict whenever strange is talking to um, Stark and the, um, the park like Stark's like who are you like what what's going on and then all of a sudden there's this big fight and the spider man shows up and he's like how can I help you Mr. Stark he's like you got to go protect that wizard that they're trying to take that ring from him or something I forget <laughs> what they said and it was this very like very you're on the same page and you're going and spider-man's like okay i'll protect the wizard no questions asked gone you know um i like that i like that um even though those fights weren't very long it still gave you a moment to showcase the individual heroes and you got to see the children of thanos even though outside of the maw you didn't get to know really any of them
1: i i also love the fact that like tony is usually the one who's like he's quick with the quip Yeah. But, like, as soon as he tries it with Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange just, like, shuts him down. He says something, and he's like, oh, I don't know, it's the genius who's standing on the cauldron of blah, 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 or or whatever. Like, he just shuts him down really quick, and, like, Tony's kind of, like, at the point where he's like, I guess he's got me there, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing.
0: They even made the cloak funny to me this time. Yeah. Like, this Doctor Strange cloak, independent, which... That was like the one thing that felt kind of out of place in that film, the Doctor Strange film was like, wait, we're going to do some like we're going to do some physical comedy with the cloak. It was funny, but it didn't yeah. necessarily feel like it fit. This time around, it did. I don't know what it was about. it. I loved it whatever like uh, uh Parker was going to ad- address it directly. He's like, "Uh-oh." Oh, and it just kind of floats <laughs> away like
1: so. Well, I also like the fact that like there's small moments in the movie before it all happens. Uh, Doctor Strange is running out to a deli to get food, and yeah, he's and, like, you, "Why do you never have money?" Or he's like, how, yeah, Wong, "How do you survive without money?" Yeah, he's
0: like, "He's like Wong. Maybe I'll ask them to. Wasn't like, was it uh, <laughs> metaphysically making up a sandwich <laughs> or something?" Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Like, I just like it all for a movie that we're talking about. How the ending of the film is that the bad guy got all six Infinity Stones, snapped his fingers, blinked out half of existence, and then left. And we're talking about the comedy of it, yeah. like that. That is. Like, even the Steve Rogers, I am Groot thing that was minutes before it, yeah. everything just turned to shit, you know, like, and so I don't know how you're able to keep this going where you're having a good time, but you're like, but the bad guy's winning, but I'm still kind of in this. Cause you know what? We're having fun. They're going to figure it out. No one figured it out. Like that is, the, that is a gut punch, you know? Yeah. And, um, I do and, and, and I think Thanos as a villain, they did a good job of, of really presenting his headspace to you. And that was also the big fear too. Is this that it was just going to be bad guy number seventeen? You know, yeah. so I and, I and rightfully so. I feel like they gave him the most screen time of any character in the film, and as well they should have. Yeah, you know. So, um, so what did you think of uh, uh, of him being mer- like merciful and his like by, by, by handing uh, Gamora some food, but then also having his other daughter pour, like pulled apart in like a forced perspective puzzle. Like when he went to the, the room to show what was that shot? Did that kind of wow you? Like it made me her being tortured, being like you see her like together, but the camera moves to the right and she's pulled like com- almost completely mm-hmm. apart. I'm like, this is a PG-13 movie. They're getting away with this because she's half robot. Like right. it is,
1: it is dark. Like it, it is dark. It did also though bring me back to the Infinity Gauntlet comic because she's a burnt husk in that. So yeah. I was I was interested to see like. I'm like, oh, I'm like, they're kind of going the same route. They're going about it a different way, but I'm like, they're bringing in a character into play who actually had a role in the, that. And I kept wondering halfway through the series, cause I'm, or through the movie, I'm like, I'm like, well, I thought Nebula was on the ship at the end of Guardians 2, but I couldn't remember for sure. Um, and the other question that I had was, is was like, well, where's Kraglin?
0: Yeah. Because I'm like, she was just doing uh, f- motion capture for uh, Rocket.
1: <laughs> That's where he was. But, uh,. You know, I thought that uh, his relationship with Gamora, which is interesting that, like, she's taken out, like, halfway through the movie, so they do that building at the very beginning, and there's that wonderful moment right before he kills her where he's crying, and she's, like, laughing at him. She's like... Oh, there's nothing that you care about, so you can't do this. That's yeah, hilarious. The Red to me. Skull's like
0: those; those tears aren't for him. Yeah, like, it's like Skull's like, I know where this is going. You're not gonna like it.
1: And you see, like, it wash over her face when she realizes what that means. And yeah, I thought that was a wonderful moment. And the stuff with Nebula, because we get it a little bit in the Guardians, where she kind of talks about the fact that like he was constantly like pitting the two against each other and constantly changing Nebula and not upgrading her, but, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: It's because every time she lost, like, something would change, right? Yeah. But, so, I don't understand the logic of, I have a secret, I know where the Soul Stone is, I'm not going to tell anybody, so I'm not a liability, but I'm going to tell my sister, who's part robot, that has memory files in her head. Like, that doesn't seem to be the best plan.
1: I took that as an off-the-hand remark to... Nebula, because because the line preceding it is Nebula saying like, you know, if he gets all six or whatever, yeah. you know, and she's like, well, don't worry about that because he's not getting one of them, and I know, you know, yeah. I'm the only one who knows or whatever. Uh, however, they set that up. I certainly understand like the point of view. Um, but I took that as a off the cuff remark to her sister, as opposed to not something that she would ever think like is being recorded for future. Or, no, I agree, but it's you like
0: the, your, your sister's part robot, like that. You know, it's so, like we've seen enough Star Wars to know that you're going to get that one message stuck that's going to be displayed <laughs> for everybody, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah and I, but I also will say that my one of my favorite parts of the movie too involves the Guardians is whenever um, uh, Gamora and Star Lord are talking, she's like, "You need to, you know, if it comes to it, kill me." And they have that sweet moment and then there's just Drax off in the corner just watching them. <laughs> like this this is about this is a movie that's almost three hours long, but they gave Dave Patista like three minutes. Not even, not even three minutes, but they gave him just a quiet moment, just to be a weirdo, and it was amazing. The whole was, bit
1: about like being I'm invisible. invisible. <laughs> and then
0: he's like, "I move so slowly, well, you he- can't even tell." He's like, "He's like, you're getting a Zark nut. He's like, "You can't tell that." And then, but then this ends with um, Mantis walking in and being like, "Oh, Hydrax," and then like the scene just ends. It's so wonderful how like. Like I don't know, it's just so weird, and, it, and that felt so right, you know. Yeah. Like, and I love some of the jokes too. Like in terms of like that, that happens so fast. Like they do all the 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 location settings with the title of where they're at, but just when you first meet the Guardians, it just says space, yeah, and they're flying through, and it, and I don't know who picked that song. I'm sure it was either James Gunn or somebody, but that uh, rubber I have band I
1: feel like it's it's got to be a James Gunn oh. song. And
0: it's like they snuck in like music, good music cue in there too, and I I really like that it was well, I just. You know, I guess we're talking about individual pieces. It's just that for this expectation, which has been high, right, ever since the first Avengers film, whenever you saw Thanos smile, and and you automatically assume that was going to be the second movie. you are like, no, 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 no. You're going to have to wait for this. And then they show him in the first Guardians film, you know, and then they talk about him in the second Guardians film. And and then you have this whole big long saga of them forcing – because at first, you could kind of tell that they wanted to use the stones, but they didn't know how to kind of implement them a little bit. And it's yeah. like they kind of... They, they made it work, you know, eventually. Um, like, you, expectations for this couldn't be any higher. And any one point, it could have stumbled and
1: fell, and it didn't. Like I think that's the most impressive thing. And, like, you know, when I think about the movie, any criticisms that I have... And actually, let's talk about if we have any criticism. I I have very few and they're not real criticisms they're not anything that i would hold against the movie but like my big ones were i thought that like if anything could have been maybe cut down a little bit it was thor creating stormbreaker and it's all good stuff i understand why it's not cut i wouldn't mm-hmm. want to cut it either but i was like oh that's probably the sequence that maybe if they were worried about length like, probably could have been cut down a little bit but i'm like it works it's yeah. it's not like a detriment to the film um, you know which whereas like with Last Jedi where I was like all the stuff on Kanto Bite, I'm like you could have easily taken out of that movie. I didn't feel that way about this. I felt like it was supplemental but I felt that it still added and enriched the story.
0: I also feel like you keep him off the board and uh, as, as much as you can because the moment he shows up he shows why you need a Thunder yeah. God on your side and it's like he starts just like laying waste to all those weird um, whatever creatures and also that's that think about that the, the Wakanda angle of this which I wish we would have had a little bit more Black Panther, just because I loved the interplay between him and his cast. Like yeah. we got a little bit of that, but not much, right? Even though I love that they brought Mbaku back, I like that they. Yeah, I, that was great. Um, but like the whole thing too, like the shield, like the shield took a direct hit from one of those big large dropships. But they're like, yeah, we're just going to send enough around, and then we're going to just eventually force ourselves in because like, they it, it, what was it. They said to. Um, uh, Thanos' children it's like all he's going to find here is blood and dust and she's like we have plenty of blood like they yeah. just like, it's brute force and it was like how do you how do you challenge that like they have infinite resources it seemed like right so that was pretty pretty interesting I wish there would have just been a little more Black Panther Wakanda stuff in there meaning more relative to the story other than it being a final stand you know because right. I feel like Shuri only got like three seconds of screen time and she had one of the most important jobs You know,
1: which is when I and she kind of has a a little discussion with Banner and the same idea that I had after I walked out of Black Panther was like, God, I want to see her and Tony Stark have a discussion. And And like she kind of has it with Banner in the sense that like, oh, she's smarter than me. Yeah. But I thought that would be interesting to see. Um, My other criticism, it's not again, it's not even a criticism. It's just that like the Iron Man suit, I think, has become a little too much of a whatever you need it's always available yeah I mean um, because
0: they, they basically lay their groundwork with the nanotech right? Yeah. so it can kind of become extra thrusters it can become a shield it can become yeah it's I, like I the wish... first movie you can hit with a baseball bat and fall apart or whatever that's what it felt like you know? yeah
1: so I wish they would take that back just not take it back I wish they would scale that back a little bit to make Tony a little bit more invulnerable I guess yeah um, but that's, that's really it and outside of that it's maybe that you know for as well as they integrate all the characters you know nobody and it's not to its detriment no nobody takes center stage but at the same time i feel like i like there are things that i kind of wanted more of like i wanted more of steve and black panther to interact because i i'd read
0: you get him you get him with his suit with the star pretty much ripped off right and this big beard and it's, like it's all it's all pointing towards a nomad type of character reveal, right? And they're like, somebody gets this man a shield. He didn't get a shield. He got two big, like, kind of... I, mean, I guess you could hold them up and block things, but they're kind of like these big gauntlets that kind of are pointy that kind of spread out a little bit. They're not really shields. I don't know what kind of weapon you call them. Yeah. Um. Like, I don't know. But it's so... I wanted a little bit more between him and Bucky. They talked for, like, a second. I feel like, other than, like, fighting and then being like, oh, shit, we lost... Captain America didn't have much to do in this. And same thing with like Black Widow. Like she was yeah. there and that was it, you know. And, and not that they need to have like the biggest of interactions, but there was like something a little bit missing there. Um it, but if that means taking away from that but giving Scarlet Witch and Vision a little bit more time together, yeah. that makes sense to me because think about that. His People,
1: sacrifice at the end oh. of the movie is Far bigger. But then
0: but then that even gets taken back. And that is the biggest FU is that she finally so think about this. And I know we're gonna go on long, but hey, this Infinity Wars, two and a half hour movie, so we're gonna have a five-hour discussion to deal with it. Um no, so the entire time Thanos keeps talking about being the one to make the hard decisions to be able to make the sacrifice, right? So you have him talk about how he can do this, and then the two sacrifices that you're talking about in the movie really are. Star-Lord not wanting to kill Gamora if the opportunity shows up, which he delays it long enough to not do anything anyway, which makes you really wonder if he would have been like, if if that wasn't a bubble gun the entire time anyway. (laughs) And then also with Scarlet Witch not being able to shatter the Mind Stone to save everybody. Like, so, but she eventually makes the decision but that's they're, 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 these two sets that they don't want to, and Thanos is more than ready to make the decision, and I think that's a good parallel. Um, but then she does make the decision and kills Vision and shatters him, and then Thanos comes over and is like, oh, by the way, no, 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 I got Doctor Strange powers now. Green! Yeah. And this reverses it all, um, and then just rips the stone out of his head, and it's like, damn you know which uh, they, i saw that coming because like yeah. he has the power of time now like it doesn't matter
1: i do think it'd be funny though if every time he used it from power from a different stone if he just said the color
0: <laughs> green <laughs> yeah. like he goes to the outer space like blue
1: you know purple you know like um
0: so yeah then he just he brings back the stone and then he puts it in, and he completes his thing and then basically i just i it's almost like, especially whenever she's using her uh, witch powers and trying to hold him at bay whenever she's trying to overload the stone, you can tell Thanos is trying. I, it's like it's almost like he, it's it's like those people that set challenges for themselves. Like, can I withstand this? Am I that strong? Like, yeah. he doesn't even have to even do that. But he still, maybe it's in his mind where he feels like he still has to make the effort to prove it, you know? I don't know. Like, like even the comics, it's like, you know he doesn't have to do half the stuff he does. It's just more as a show that he can. And that he's in control, yeah. you know. And also maybe there's some type of in, like twisted joy, showing that everybody thinks they're going to win, and he just plucks it out the last second, you know, which is what he did to Thor too, you know. Mm-hmm. And then also like we were mentioning um, things from the trailer that show up in the movie. Whenever you know Rod- Steve Rogers, Captain America is holding on the gauntlet, like trying to challenge, like challenge Thanos. He just punches him in the head and puts him down. It's yeah. like, like think about that in the trailer. You see that section where he's screaming in defiance. Not knowing that within one second later he's just going to be down on the ground punched <laughs> out, you know, because it gives you that hope that like oh Captain America can stand up against all the forces of the universe, you know, like I yeah I, it's just um that is just a brutal like laying everybody in waste and then and then he had all the stones at that time he could have done it but he waited he waited till Thor challenged him right you know that's man that is like. That's dark because you think like for me if it's a video game I've got all six or everything I'm gonna press that button immediately possible and and meet my goal, and so what did you think of the brief flash that that gauntlet is messed up after he did what he did? What'd you think of that?
1: I wasn't sure because I've only gotten to see it once. I wasn't sure at that time because I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's it's
0: smoking and it is jacked up. Yeah. You know?
1: So I, at first I thought like, oh, maybe it's because Thor succeeded, and then mm-hmm. I realized no, <laughs> it's not because of that. So. I do wonder. I mean, obviously, it'll be there to put things back together. In well, they kind of hint four, at the but, Forge
0: Planet that because they said, "Well, you made the Gauntlet," yeah, and, and they you kind of see that, that oh, form still I didn't even
1: think about that. That there's the second one is the, sitting there. It,
0: well, they, they could make another one possibly. I don't know, you know, but. Um, I also like the idea that's basically they're, they're using this cosmic forge to make something that's, that's possibly capable of holding all that power. That was a good way of kind of explaining all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that gauntlet is jacked. And then you see at, and so here at the end of the film, you know, the, which is like seconds later, cause Steve Rogers is just like, what has happened? Like everybody's just all kind of quiet and somber. Spider-Man's dead and we're all sad. I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm not crying. Yeah, I'm crying. Um, Actually, I didn't cry because the theater I was in the first time was terrible, and it yeah, wasn't. You just, said you were going to talk about it. That. Wasn't just one group of people. So I, usually, you know, if it's just one, I'd be like, "Hey, could you keep it down?" You know. But it was like people to the right of me, they were just chattering every so often, and then the people to the direct left of me, in front of me, were chattering, and then the guy to the to the left of Mary was guffawing like a donkey, and then <laughs> would uh, and then every so often be like, like when was when, he like, he was, you know. And whenever Stark got stabbed by his own, you know, nano spike or whatever, he's like, good, like, shut the heck up, you know, like, and the other thing that that so bugged me because people were just chattering. I, the people to the right of me, this bugs me most of all, because when I first got to the theater, I chose my seats and they were, they were sitting far away and they, they, and they literally looked at me like, those look like pretty good seats. And they set like three people from me. And I'm like why did you choose to do this? And then they talked to me a little bit before the movie began. I thought, you know what? They're acknowledging me as a human being. They're not going to be assholes, assholes, you know, like it was. Yeah. And, and, but the weird thing too, is on top of all that, whenever there was big moments on the screen, generally people would get quiet, like a bunch of babies watching something. They'd be distracted enough. And then they go right back to what they're doing. And it drove me mad. And so my wife was angry. Uh, and I was trying to talk her down. And then um, I told her, I was like, I'll tell you a joke. When we get out of the theater, I'll tell you a joke that'll make you feel a little better. So we get out to the car, and I looked at her, I was like, if only Thanos would have snapped his fingers earlier and half that theater would have went away, I would have been a lot happier, you know? <laughs> and even if I was amongst that half, I, at least I wouldn't have to put up
1: with them anymore. That's fair. You, yeah. you win either way.
0: Yeah. So, into the film. You have Thanos on Farm Planet, wherever he's at, and he's just kind of like, you know what? I did a, I did a good thing. <laughs> he looks off in the distance, which is the ending of the Infinity Gauntlet comic, yeah. but twisted, right? And then this this is the thing that you may not have thought about that I wanted to bring up to you. The credits were just black screen, white credits, and just music. There, This is the most plain and direct credit sequence that they've ever had in a Marvel film because usually they have like something fun going on or something images-wise. There was nothing in this. It was almost like watching the names of the dead go by. right? And it was a purposeful choice, but... Most Marvel movies, I mean, even if it's a serious film, even like Black Panther, the end of it has all the animation and stuff of like, and you hear the music, there was nothing with this movie. Like, did that, I don't know if that you thought about that at all. Like they, they set it up with like, that it's, it's somber. You're going to sit here and think about what just happened.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't think about that aspect of it, but the one thing that stuck with me is, is at the end of the movie, like normally it'll say like Captain America will return or the Avengers will Mm -hmm. return. At the end of the movie, it said the Thanos will return.
0: <laughs> That's all they said. That's all it said. And then you got your little post credit stinger with uh, with Sam Jackson it, with one of the best line readings ever. Yeah. Like, it, um, but then they hint that Captain Marvel's coming, you know. But they almost got Sam Jackson to say one of his catchphrases, and that was kind of great how they played with
1: that. But, you know, the thing that I was... I thought that was interesting that... Uh uh, I just thought Maria was going to go. I was like, oh, she's going to go and he'll yeah. still be there. And then when he started going, I was like, whoa, I didn't think yeah. that. Yeah. So um, I do wonder, though, like what their plan is. Because I, again, the movie's so packed that I can't be like, God, should I have had Sam Jackson. There's Nick Fury in there, too. But mm. I, I feel like he should play some sort of a role in the sense that, like, he's the one who brought them together.
0: Which, I mean,. So with with the, him igniting the, you know, the cosmic pager. Yeah. That I don't know why it has the logo Captain Marvel, whatever. Fine. That's fine. Colors, sure. I'm sure that, that text rate like is probably crazy for that pager, you know, like North Coast PCS probably charges a lot or whatever for that, right? Um people have been asked me, they're like, Well, if this Captain Marvel purse is supposed to be so powerful, why is he waiting till now to pager? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's a one time use. Maybe he also, you know, being Nick Fury is like you don't bring out your biggest weapon first, you know. Maybe yeah. there's a lot of this, you know. So we'll see. And I bet you the Captain Marvel movie is going to, to to explain a little bit of this and about why. She, I mean, obviously, I think she shows up for the fourth movie. Yeah. You know? So because I
1: think because they shot her they, solo movie comes out before it does, Avengers four
0: because yeah. we get uh, we get Ant Man and the Wasp, um, and then uh, Captain Marvel, and then Avengers four. So there's not another Marvel film in there, like a Marvel-Disney film.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, you know what would be interesting is if the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, because it takes place... Supposedly before... Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, the end of the movie is those two, like disappearing
0: (laughs) and that's it like (laughs) i'd be so sad it'd be like wait wait, we just watched this for what
1: (laughs) wow and i gotta give credit to the movie for doing something that i never thought was possibly cool um or something i never thought was a cool idea um In the comics, or just in general, Spider-Man's had like three costumes that I've ever had. Oh yeah,
0: that's something I didn't expect either. I saw, they teased that costume at the end of uh, Homecoming. Yeah. They didn't tease what it really was though.
1: Yeah, I did not expect, it's the Scarlet Spider. Uh, Iron Iron Spider. Iron Spider. Yeah. Uh, I always thought the dumb spider legs that came out of the back were just dumb, and I was like, I hate that design and it worked great in this movie. I, I c- like that, that it.
0: Peter freaked out. He's like, what are these? <laughs> <You> know,
1: like,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, like the Iron Spider, which that is something that was developed for Parker during the original Civil War comic yeah. that Stark built for him. So, it's, again, it's one of those things, credit to the, to the marketing people that they did not Show they just show, again think about the trailer. They show him on the space donut for a second, and, yeah, and the suit. But that's like moments before the parachute de- deploys and he gets pulled away. So again, you're seeing this like heroic moment, but now you seen the movie, you realize he's just about to get like you know almost get taken out because he's supposed to go home because Stark didn't want to have uh you know that guilt of sending Parker into space. You know, <laughs> um yeah, like I didn't expect the Iron Spider suit. It was awesome. Uh, I also liked it too. Like they gave they gave Spider Man just enough like shit to say like like he's on titan whenever all that stuff's happening he was like i got you i got you i'm sorry i don't remember anybody's name so he's just like going
1: through the only thing <laughs> i wish they'd stop doing is him saying the really old movie yeah because <laughs> yeah. like i get it i'm old <laughs> yeah that was funny um
0: but yeah i just i don't know i guess we can keep talking about our favorite moments but i mean it this movie maybe doesn't have the same emotional punch for me just just because as a comic book reader knowing that the the hot potato that is the Infinity Gauntlet it's it's one of those things that it could easily be reversed right um, so some of this is just shocking in the sense of like oh wow this these guys aren't going to be quote unquote in play for this next movie doesn't mean they're not going to be back but you know like so some of that isn't there for me but I also now have enough faith that since the since the people involved double faked us with some of the expectations that this next movie cannot go any way like we think it's going to go and there has to be significant, not significant loss, but there there's going to be loss, yeah. like irreversible loss. And now it makes you wonder with who's left, like who's going to go out of that, you know? So I don't know. Like they they exceeded my expectations, and they also, aside from me ruining the movie, part of the movie with Wikipedia, I did not see a lot of this coming, which is amazing in this day and age, especially for
1: such a a, a hyped like movie people are looking forward to. Yeah, and. It's, it really is impressive. Like, I know a lot of people today say, like, oh, you know, the big budget films are kind of eating away at everything else, and it's making it harder for smaller films to get made, and, you know, uh, people want to go back to a time before the comic book movie, and uh, at the same time, though, like, the fact that they, they're, there's nothing that can compare to this at this point. Like, No. They're, they're you know... Even if you look at Star Wars, I mean, there's you know nine movies at this point. I guess Han Solo will be ten, but like that's still half of what was put out in ten years by Marvel. Yeah, like that's that's incredibly impressive. With a,
0: a, a pretty much high level quality. Um, I guess in hindsight, you can look at some of the ones that maybe you didn't like as much, but generally even even the quote unquote worst Marvel film, still a pretty damn good movie.
1: And that's what I was saying about like Age of Ultron is yeah. like, OK, Age of Ultron's a, a B minus, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the a lot of the other movies are A's or A pluses. Like it's eh, my least favorite of all the movies is Iron Man 2, and that's their second movie. But it's still, like, if it's on, I'll oh, watch it. It's not like I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is garbage. I still want a suitcase
0: that has a robot suit in it. Right. You know? and I, still, I still want, um, uh, what's-his-name-is-bird.
1: I, I want that bird. I want, yeah. No. You know, and it's too fresh to try and rank this, you know, anyway. He's like, uh, the same problem with Black Panther. I'm like, I've only seen it once so far, although we bought it last night to hopefully watch this weekend. Um, but it's like... I don't even. Oh, how do I rank them anymore? Like it, it's it's such a tough.
0: What's going to happen is once the the next one comes out and we see how the story ends, I think that's where you're going to end up having to put it because, like you say, um, like you say, you feel like you watched uh, you know The Empire Strikes Back of this, right? And even though I don't really return to Return of the Jedi that much. It does end on a relatively positive note, yeah. So that makes you appreciate the down the downturn so much more, even because you know, you know, whatever. But it, had The Empire Strikes Back been the the second and, and only other Star Wars film, we've been like, what did we just watch, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. So I feel like this one will will be judged once you see where the story goes. You know, for right now the smart moves were focus on Thanos. So you actually get his, his mentality. So you understand where he's coming from. You shouldn't agree where he's coming from, but you understand where he's coming from. Uh, you supposedly see in his mind that he sacrificed things for this and you, and you see that you see in the movie, it's, a, it's almost like a video game boss. Like each time it's like, Oh, he's now he's worse. He's more powerful. How are they going to stop him this time? Right. And, he just keeps, and even at the beginning of the movie, Like he only had one stone in the gauntlet at the time and he kicked the ass of the Hulk. It's like, where are we at? You know? So, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's a, it's a hell of a thing. It's a good film. I know, I know I'm a like, you know, Marvel honk, but you know, if DC could put anything together remotely like this, like do it, make, make me give a shit about that. You know, like justice league should have been this not, you know, meaning that you should have been waiting for this big thing, you know, like, and and it just, and it well, wasn't.
1: You know, thinking about that in terms of Marvel versus DC, think about if Iron Man 2 would have ended with Tony dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. they're like, oh, now here's an Avengers movie where five other characters that you don't really know <laughs> are introduced to yeah. resurrect Tony. Like, you'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they've earned all of the respect and adoration that the films get and they earned their losses you know what i mean like whether they're permanent or not like they've earned the right to do those those stories with those characters in the sense that like we've all bought into them at this point and we're still buying into them you know the only thing that i can think of now at this point is is like black panther blew up like crazy infinity war made a billion dollars the fastest of any movie i think ever released Mm -hmm. Ant Man and the Wasp is just. <laughs> you I'm know, I, sure they're like. I, I whatever it does, it's, who cares? It's, it's you know. It's
0: going to pull more than the first Ant Man, just yeah. Because I think I think people come around to it eventually, and then because like you had this. Think about this. Like you had Black Panther, like like maybe two months later, Infinity War, and then um, Ant Man and Wasp comes out in July, which that's another two months, right? So I'm sure whatever like people are going to want to people are going to want a fun adventure. After what we just went through, and this is going to be you know the the you know the cure for what ails you, and I think it's going to do pretty well.
1: But you know what's impressive about Black Panther? When we were buying our tickets for Infinity War, somebody was buying a ticket for Black Panther.
0: Yeah, because I mean it, it's still it's in the theater, still in the yeah. theaters.
1: I yeah. mean we it just came out on digital uh, this week, or maybe it came out on blue ray Blu-ray yeah. too. But we bought it in iTunes last night, um, so I'm like, I would have bought it physically if it was already <laughs> yeah. out. You know. But I'm like, that's impressive that a movie that is, you know, getting its home video release, home video. It, well, it even,
0: even got a bump, like, in terms of, like, box offices this past, like, two weekends because of Infinity War. Because people were doing that. They were like, I'm going to go see that. And then this again. And it was yeah. like, you know, and, and I'll be sure, honest, if Black Panther was showing, like, like, where I saw Infinity War, I probably would have watched that one do and I've been like, you know.
1: Sure. Well, the drive-in. I don't know if they're doing it this weekend. They, but the yeah, last they did do weekends, that. Yeah, they had Black Panther followed by Infinity That's War. That's pretty cool. And if I could talk my wife into sitting through f- five to six hours of two movies, I probably would. But I don't think she. Tell, tell
0: her it's different this time in the Guardians. <laughs> live. So yeah, I mean, I, I get this. Yeah, we could talk forever about about Infinity Infinity War um hats off like i mean it's like i said i I, for some reason i still don't have the same emotional connection which is weird because this is the one that has the high stakes yeah that's on me i don't know what my problem is but it's it it is like i don't know what i could have asked for more than other another hour to give the characters to have more moments that's about it you know so yeah infinity war is good and i hope you guys enjoyed that spoiler filled conversation uh, and I'm glad Steve got a chance to watch it and get it off his chest because I feel like you came like a week after everybody, and it's like I want to talk about it now, and everyone's like, "We've already seen it." You yeah, know? like so,
1: we've already seen yeah. it. We know what happens. Yeah.
0: So, all right. So that's that's our discussion about Infinity War. Um, if you guys want to share your thoughts about the movie, please hit us up on our Facebook page. Uh, and we also have a website. It's uh, Invasion of the Podcast, uh, where it links to the blog where. I wrote uh, another year of the knockoff uh, post recently about the wonderful, not so wonderful film Saturn Three. I, I know I keep going back to movies that want to be Alien, but those are I love Alien, so I want to see where everything kind of falls with this. And Saturn Three is a trip. You could tell money was spent. I don't think in the right places. So that's,
1: that's the one that you've talked about that you've watched so far that I've wanted to watch the most. Really, uh, not outside the ones that we've watched, but I mean yeah. just out of the ones that you've done. Uh, blogs for Uh, that's the one that i'm like i we were looking at the did we watch the trailer together i think we did watch the trailer together and i was like oh my god this movie looks wonderfully bad but also wonderful every every decision
0: that you can make you made the wrong one and it's really weird to see because you have uh, kirk douglas you have harvey keitel which he got dubbed over because he was using a Brooklyn accent. And they're like, we don't like that. So they just dubbed it. With <laughs> so you have him in the movie. It's not his voice. And then you have a robot that they spent one million dollars on that they couldn't even put a head on it. Like, so read the blog. And I have a link at the bottom of the blog. If you want to watch the whole movie, it's on YouTube. It's it's um it's it it's not It's not the most engaging movie, but there's enough weirdness that it makes it worth watching. If if you like that kind of stuff, right? So anyway, that's the blog. Uh, You can find us on uh, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Music, wherever you get your podcasts. And Steve, tell people how they can find you with other things.
1: Check me out at uh, the com, And in two weekends from now or... 10 days from now, basically, uh, the 19th to 20th, I will be at three river Comic three rivers, comic con with Ryan Cassandy. There's going to be, uh, us, a ton of great comic book guests, uh, Joe Jusco, uh, Matt Hawkins, uh, Brett Breeding, Wayne F- uh, Foucher, uh, Scott McDaniel, and those are just a few of the names. There's going to be a ton of people there. It looks like an awesome comic book show. Uh, I know that uh, if you're in the Cleveland area, it's a bit of a hike, but uh, come check it out. Or if you're in Pittsburgh and you're listening or anywhere in that area, go check it out, because it looks like it's going to be an awesome show. Awesome. All right. so uh, Awesome, awesome.
0: Let's, let, uh, we'll just announce what we're doing next week now, and then we'll get to the game. So. Um, so, if you would like to set the stage, what we have
1: next week going on? Yeah, next week we're going to have an artist interview. Um, Brian Level, who is a comic book artist and tattoo artist, uh, who's worked on every he's worked for everybody from uh, Valiant to Image to DC to Marvel. Um, so, we're going to be talking to him next week. Um, kind of uh, doing uh, my first uh, actually interview on the show. I think uh, I don't think I've. I mean, I was on with Jeff, but I don't know that I was actually interviewing because we just spent most of our time talking about Last Jedi. So uh, if you know who Brian Lovell is, or if you don't know who Brian Lovell is, please go check out, uh, just Google his name. He's a fantastic artist, and uh, he's going to be on the show next week.
0: Yeah, awesome. Alright, so since we've talked all about Infinity War and the Infinity Gauntlet, I figured, you know, we, we we here at the show need to kick a dead horse further, so we're going to do a game involving uh, the Infinity. Dead Infinities. horses? Dead horses. It's time to play the game. To play
1: the game. <laughs> I'm going to bring back a, a, a Strange Highways a joke, if I can, real quick about dead horses. So, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Hyperion. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag Hyperion. <laughs> All
0: right. So um, this this game, it's, it's trivia, um, but I wanted to do something specific about the Infinity Gauntlet. So what I've done here... Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet has six stones, right? All right. So there are six stones, and then we, all, we, we now know that when you use them, you have to yell out the color of what you're doing when you use it. Um, like, <laughs> orange <laughs> as you take souls, right? So I have three questions per stone. Awesome. Um, so you'll, you'll see how this goes. So I'm just going to say, if you get two out of three right, you now own the stone, you can do what you want with it. But, all right. All right. So first one up is space stone, blue. So here's your first question. And these are all involving space-ish questions, so you'll see what I mean. What is the name of the weapon that Alan Rickman's Dr. Lazarus uses as part of his catchphrase in Galaxy Quest?
1: Uh, I know everybody loves Galaxy Quest. I've only seen it once, Oh, okay. and it wasn't my cup of tea. I think it's mainly like, because it's Tim Allen, so I think I hold that against it. Oh, that movie's so so much fun. I, I have to revisit it. Is it like Eureka or something? I don't know. He says,
0: by Grabthar's hammer, I will avenge you. So, Eureka I, Eureka Sure Eureka I have found a way have found a way So Alright I thought you would know Grabthar's hammer You should give Galaxy Quest a chance It's what, If you just get If you just, just accept Tim Allen As, as a stand in For Bill Shatner it, it just You It just melts Like you, okay. you don't worry about
1: it It's fine I remember Ellen Rickman Being really good yes.
0: at it Yeah Alright So next question Um. See some of this I just I think you know the stuff That's why I was like uh, uh, What was the name Of Chris Parnell's Doctor in 30 Rock uh, Dr. Spaceman. Yes, Dr. Leo or Dr. Spaceman or Doctor Spaceman. When Tracy Tracy Jordan's asking for Doctor Spaceman, and Tina Tina Fey's character's like, I don't think that's right. And it's like, Hi, I'm Dr. Leo Spaceman. She's like, I owe you an apology, Tracy. All right. Um, who Who was the bad guy? And I'm just going to ask for the actor. You don't have to give me the name. All right. Uh, and Mom and Dad saved the world.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs>
0: I could see his face. That's the ticket.
1: Oh, is it John Lovitz? John Lovitz. Oh, why was I thinking? um, Oh man, I was thinking uh, the principal from. uh, Yeah, he's the dad. In the dad, uh, you're
0: talking about. um, Oh, the guy who was in Howard the Duck. uh, But uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he was the he was the good guy in the film. (laughs) Think about that. No, John Lovitz was was Emperor Todd spingo was his yeah name. I, would have I never that. yeah yeah um which by the way that's not a great movie it's not a good movie but it's okay it's an okay watch if you've not seen mom and dad Save if the you're World like hanging anymore.
1: out on a sunday and you are yeah. getting better to do and it's on i like
0: their i like there was it, the light grenade that basically is just a grenade that's in place and if you pick it up you just vanish out of existence but the people on the planet are so stupid that they're like they had like a whole troop of people being like pick up the grenade and then they would go away and the one person's like what just happened to him it's like i don't know well, that's a grenade, and it said, pick me up on it. Yeah. <laughs> they kept, sort of, like they kept disappearing. So anyway. All right. So you do not get the Space Stone. You only got one question. Well, no, you got two. You got John Lovitz. So that's the ticket. So you own a Space Stone. Uh, the next one's the Mind Stone. So it's yellow. Um, whose brain got removed in the original Star Trek series? Ooh.
1: Um... People,
0: people say this was the worst episode of the original run. It almost got the show canceled.
1: I feel like it's Spock, isn't it? Is it's Spock. Okay. So it's called
0: Spock's Brain. So, and they they put like a little cover on his like face, and they they had his body searching
1: for his brain. If I remember right, yeah. yeah. And what's funny is, is that I'm like, I feel like it's Spock, but I'm like, that seems too easy. Like, yeah. I'm like, was it Sulu? <laughs> All right. So, uh, who is
0: Brain of Pinky in the Brain supposed to sound like? So what? What? His, oh, it's what?
1: it's uh, a uh, Maurice Lamarche doing um, um, Orson Welles. Yes, that's correct. All right, and uh, what is the name of
0: the judge and Harvey Birdman that can control people's minds?
1: Oh man, I haven't seen <laughs> Harvey Birdman in forever. I had it on DVD at one point too. Oh, I'm not gonna get it. It's
0: Mentok, the Mind Taker. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So you got two. So you got the you got the Mind Stone. All right. Next one up. Uh, we'll ahead
1: there's a curve. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just figured two out of three, you get the stone. It's fine. That's what. That's what. The, you don't see Thanos. He, there was the trivia component of the movie that you didn't know about. He had to answer questions. So Reality Stone. It's red. Um, what was the name of the separate continuity that Marvel tried to launch in the '80s? There was a separate comic line. That yeah. Was it New Universe? It was New Universe. I keep hitting the microphone. I apologize. I'm taking notes here. All right. Who sang the catchy one-hit wonder King of Wishful Thinking?
1: Uh Oh, I can hear that song in my head now. Cuz they're they, they they're they're
0: pursuing the reality that they want, not not the reality of what's going on.
1: <laughs> the King of Wishful Thinking. I can picture them and I yeah. can hear the song unfortunately vividly in my head. I want to say it was not was, but it's not. It's not. It's
0: not was not was. Ah, uh, you're gonna to have to tell me. It's go west. Go west. Yeah. All right. And what was the name of Wayne's ex girlfriend in Wayne's World that would not accept that they had broken <laughs> up?
1: Oh my god, I'm blanking. Um. <laughs> uh, uh. Um. She bought
0: him a gun rack. Yeah, I know, because I always <laughs> do the ah. Uh. Um. <laughs> Remember uh, Garth saw her at the dance club and called out what she was and said so and so alert.
1: Yeah. What uh, it? <sighs> <sighs> oh, I hate myself right now. Seventeen mm. year old me is uh is currently going, You're an idiot. Um to be fair, he'd say that anyway. Uh oh, I wanna say it's Brenda, but it's not Brenda. It's not Brenda.
0: You're going to hate it when I say it. Say it. Stacy. Stacy! <laughs> so you did not get the reality stone, so I'm sorry. It's all right. You I've not never get been full good at living what? in reality yeah. anyway. All right, power stone, purple. Um. So <laughs> what did the character Lucas, you know it's not important to know his name, but he's he's just an asshole. And the, what did he say about the power glove in the 1989 classic film, The Wizard?
1: Uh, It was the best. Or it was taking the game to another level? Or was no, it like... No, you're close, but that's not right.
0: Because he, he played Rad Racer with it, with the Power Glove. And then, you know, like he used it in a way that you don't use the Power Glove in real life. Okay. He, he, he won and he was like, I love the Power Glove. It's so bad. As in like, you were, things were bad back then <laughs> that were good, you know? So, all right. So, sorry. I thought maybe you would know that because the Wizard is a classic. Not really. Um, how many times... Did you need to power up an altered beast before you became the beast? Was it three times? Three times. You're absolutely yeah. That's right. I'm surprised
1: that I was like, "It's a video game question." <laughs> Hooray! All right. I wasn't ra- raised Amish. I, I just didn't say that. I didn't say. No, I'm just saying,
0: <laughs> like, I thought it was four times. I had to look it up. So
1: you're right. Um, can you name any of the members of Power Pack? Let's, oh wait, I was thinking of Atari Force. Um. Was Darkhawk a member? No. <laughs> uh, I would have a power pack tattoo then if that was the case. <laughs> There's four
0: names, so if you can give me any of them.
1: I, I, I don't think I can do it. Okay. So we got G,
0: that's G-E-E or Gee. Lightspeed, Mass Master,
1: and Energizer. All right. I feel better now because I would have not gotten those. Yeah.
0: I was just trying to find another power question, and I didn't want to, you know. That's yeah. Anyway, I so, don't even
1: know if I've ever read an issue of. Power I don't think Pack. anybody
0: has. Um, all right, so we got a uh, time stone green. So you got to go green. All right, what is the song that Morris Day and the Time sing at the end of Jane and Bob
1: Strike Back? Uh, oh wait, no, it's uh, it. It's the only song that Morris Day and the Time are. Yeah, known Yeah. Um, I, I want to say it's Jungle Fever, but it's not Jungle Fever. It's uh, <laughs> close. Uh, I'm I'm trying to picture my. I have the soundtrack on my phone. That's what's. Uh, oh God, why can't I think of this? I'll, I'll,
0: you got the you got the word jungle. Part of that that, that part of that's right.
1: Uh, it's not jungle boogie. It's um. Oh oh. I don't wanna know you. Jungle love. There you go. That's right. All right. So <sighs> all right. What is the
0: average lifespan of a replicant? The Nexus Six line in Blade Runner. Like Roy Batty and company.
1: I want to say it's thirty years, but I know that I'm thinking now of um, Logan's Run. Um, is it thirty five? It's four years. Four.
0: Yeah. Why uh, am I so far off? Then? <laughs> it's, that's the whole reason. Because like they have enough, just enough time to realize their their station in life, and then they're not happy about
1: it. Oh. well, apparently I am uh, not so hot at my uh, Blade Runner trivia. <laughs> All right, so
0: what structure changed its name due to the events of Back to the Future, meaning that Marty McFly screwed up something and changed... Uh, Twin Pine Mall? Yeah, it was changed to...
1: Lone Pine Mall?
0: That's correct. All right, so you, you got the you, you got the time stone. So, so far you're, you're only missing... Well, no. You lost two of the stones. All right, so last one, Soul Stone, orange... <clears throat> What did Homer sell his soul to the devil for?
1: A donut. Yes.
0: One soul donut. <laughs> um, how did Bubba Hotep extract the souls of the old people in Bubba Hotep?
1: I've only seen Bubba Hotep. No. Now that I think about it, I have actually not seen Bubba Hotep. Oh, okay.
0: So this this mummy uh, starts uh, praying on the elderly, and he just sucks the soul out their butt. <clears throat> <laughs> it's this whole thing so Which it's, is, it's, it's a good movie It's Thanks. just
1: unfair because it's Bruce Campbell and Don Coscarelli I just and, got done watching the whole Phantasm series he's the director of those yeah, and
0: um, what was it oh, the other actor that's in that Ozzy Davis, yeah, Ozzy Davis plays See, JFK, I... and he's so great in that because it's like he—he's you know, an African American man saying that he's—he is JFK, and it's like <laughs> what happened? It's like they—they they basically he just changed. They took his brain and put it in another person's body. And that's <laughs> in, in yeah. It's funny. It's so good. It's such a good movie. <sighs> All right, last question for the Soul Stone challenge here. Um, what was the name of Jake Busey's serial killer that refused to cross over in The Frighteners?
1: We were talking about blanking out before uh, we turned on the. Uh, You've always told me microphone. this
0: too. That anytime we go to like doing thing, you are like, yeah. I, my, I don't know things. So uh, he got himself a score of seven. That's what he said at the time. Anyway, uh, you are gonna have to tell me. It's John Charles Johnny Bartlett. You, so yeah, I you know. wasn't gonna get that. Okay, so you did not get. So you you did not get three of the stones. So you are a proud owner of. Let's see here. You got the Time Stone, you got the got the Mind Stone and the Space Stone. That's not bad, you know. You got you got some stuff that you can do. So yeah, I
1: think the biggest shame there is that I have not seen Bubba Ho So and for whatever I, for some reason, reason, I, I just like, oh, I thought I'd you seen had it. seen it. That's why I thought I had seen it too, and then I'm like, wait, no, I've never seen Bubba Ho Oh, there's just a bit where he's
0: like Bruce Campbell's using a walker. And he tries to do some of the Elvis karate, and it's so great.
1: Yeah. So anyway.
0: That's going to do it for our long our, our long episode. I, um, you know, when we go away for two weeks, we talk about a lot of stuff. So hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about Infinity War. Hope you enjoyed that game where Steve didn't get all the stones, but he tried. And uh, yeah, so next week we're going to have our interview with Brian Level. I look forward to that. And um, yeah, I guess everybody have a safe week. I don't know. If, say like, um, if you if you're still here, congratulations. <laughs> if you're still not, if, if you're
1: not here, you've been spared by Thanos. <laughs>